Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition. What day is it today? It's Wednesday. Hump day. Thanks, Shirley. Sorry. You are locked in to Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube if you're not already liking pirate radio on facebook you're late but still welcome we will uh, welcome you with open arms we got a lot of great info everything going on in the pirate nation and some outside of the pirate nation as well also youtube subscribe to pirate radio tv you can catch all of our videos there on youtube so make sure you are subscribed and also we're going to need your participation today because it's wide receiver day we are talking wide outs in hour three with Stephen Igo previewing the 2022 ECU wide receiver room. And also, that means we're going to look back at our favorite wide receivers, most underrated wide receivers, favorite plays involving East Carolina wide receivers, and the best wide receiver we've seen play against East Carolina, the best live performance you've seen against the Pirates. We'll talk about all that today throughout the show, uh, but in detail coming up in the 5 o'clock hour with one Stephen Igo. Jeff Charles, the voice, will join us coming up in about 20 minutes. In the 4 o'clock hour, Patrick Mason will join us to uh, talk baseball and uh, look around Major League Baseball and uh, see what he's up to with the Daily Reflector. Also, planning on around 4 o'clock, um, getting an update on if anyone was followed by a celebrity yesterday. We, uh, we're, we're doing something new on the show we decided yesterday that uh each day we are all giving each other someone to harass on twitter a celebrity to uh to try to get a follow back and as far as i know everybody was unsuccessful on tuesday so that means we're gonna have to carry it into wednesday and we're gonna have all new people we're gonna ask each other to follow coming up later on in today's show uh shirley's here the big dog is barking and chandler honeycutt is here hello fam what's up clipper how are you doing good i just realized so are we gonna have to get glenn in on this since cj's not here cj is not here uh he heard ellerby one day a few weeks ago say that there's nothing better in the world than day baseball and he really took that to heart and went to a day baseball game in washington dc Oh, to go see the Nationals play? Well, to go see the Pirates play against the Nationals. Ah, he okay. was on his way to see the Pirates play. And, uh, yeah, he's there. So, apparently, we just take days off to go to baseball games now. Okay. Mm. That's not doing one more. That's not, doing one That's less. doing negative one more. Well, then yeah. you're not going to like me come July 22nd. <laughs> I don't, Are you going to see day baseball? No. Okay, you're fine. Then. All right, you're good. Oh, really? Because I'm going to go see New Kids on the Block, and I won't be here for the show that day. I tell you what, Pete, 
society <laughs> these days. These people, they just don't want to work. New kids, they Rick don't want to work. Are they old in, kids on the block now? Uh, hi, 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 hey, that's I a like good we, one, bro. Uh, never heard that one. Never before. heard that joke before. That's good stuff, Chandler. <laughs> Man. That felt good. Yeah, you nailed that, dude. New kids, Rick Astley, Salt and Peppa, in Vogue. Now that's the lineup. I'm in for in Vogue. My roommate went and saw Motley Crue last night. Motley Crue, Joan Jett, Poison. That's a good lineup. And somebody else, I, I can't remember, but that was like the three was main that in bands. Charlotte? Yeah, it was in Bank of America Stadium. Shout uh, out to us old folks. Form, of, former uh, ECU football defensive coordinator Greg Hudson. Uh, no. Uh, Blake Harrell. David Blackwell. Rick Smith. David Blackwell <laughs> what, went to I, that show. I said show. Blake Harrell. I meant to say David Blackwell. Do you have news? No. <laughs> okay. I do not have news. That was a honest mistake. David Blackwell. I liked him a lot. I saw him on he his was at uh, that concert. Yeah, on the social media on his social media. He was at that at that show. Good stuff. Um Shirley, to answer your question, I was thinking the first thing we'll do, we'll give him a call live on the air and see if he answers. I think that's an excellent idea. Uh, we can get Glenn in, involved in the game regardless, but I want to see if he'll answer his phone and participate with us. Will he be, by the time we call him, will he be at the park or will he be? It might be over by the time. It's time to look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. What do you guys think? I think so. I say we look at it. Oh, they are putting up some runs today. Bottom of the fifth, it is five to four nationals. So I'm going to say that game will not be over. I say we call him right now. All right. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. He's well, gonna say uh, hello. Give me, give me give me just a moment. He's going to say hello. He's not going to answer. He's going to be so confused too. He's not going to answer. He's not even You, gonna... you think he won't answer? No. I don't think he don't What think... if what if I call him like my phone? A, can we from like my phone? Can we act like it's a recorded message saying that he's fired? <laughs> hello. Can we, add, can we ask like like we're really upset he's not here for the show like where are you at man hey where are you at let's act like he, we forgot that he told us he was going to be gone <laughs> that's okay, what's up. hey uh we're about to start hey we started the show are you going to be here anytime soon we need somebody to produce the video or you can well no. let's act let's like really scare him i don't hold think on. he's going to care hold on hold on Robert okay. says $500 of tickets to go see New Kids on the Block for about 30 minutes and a lot of fill-up time people. That's incorrect. Five, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you calling Are you calling in vogue a fill-up time people? And that's incorrect, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've been to a New Kids concert, you don't know what you're talking about, son. Oh, Robert. Oh. You have gone down a dangerous road, yeah, my friend. You have gone down the Shirley Road. <laughs> <laughs> and the Shirley Roads. See if CJ answers. Hey. CJ. What's up, Flip? What's up, man? Where are you at? Hey. Uh, I'm at the... I'm at National oh, Park. No, I mean, seriously. Like, what, what? What time are you getting here? What time am I what? What time are you getting here? Getting here? I ain't coming, Clip. What? Where? Why not? What? Where are you at? What's Where going on you? around you? Now, who else is screaming? Is Chandler screaming at me? Yes. I only gave you. I only gave you license to scream at me. Chandler, you don't have your license to scream. I don't care. CJ. He needs someone to run the video. 
Yeah, who is running the video? Nobody. Nobody. We're not even on the air right now. Well, that sucks. <laughs> that's to be you guys. Should <laughs> have come to National Park with me. Yeah, everybody wants to go see the Nationals and Pirates play. <laughs> it's a barn burner, so. All right, hey, so, all right, while we got you on the air, did you get a follow from D'Angelo Williams? I sure did not. He didn't even look at my tweet. All right, well, I did not get a follow from Lisa Loeb. Shirley, how's J. Cole? No follow, but I did get followed by Woody Harrelson. No way. I did. You want me to show you? No. I'll show it to you. Followed by him? I, Huh? Were you trying to get followed by him? No, that was random. It was a complete rando. Oh, okay. So the game's still on, right? Keyword: yeah. complete rando. Complete rando, because it was, was a fake design. account. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought so. It was a fake account, but I, I thought it was kind of funny. About it this morning. All right, Chandler, did you get followed by your girl from Under the Dome? No. Dang. All right, so we got to go around the horn uh, real quick, CJ. So can you stay on for a second? Yes, I can. God forbid you do something pirate radio related today on a Wednesday. That's right. All right. Um, let's go around the horn. Chandler, I went a little – I kind of gave you a one out of left field yesterday, right? Yeah. So let's – I like the creativity, though, because I did mention how much I liked Under the Dome. Well, let's stay in left field. And let's stay under the dome. He needs to go out in the left field. And I think this guy's pretty active on Twitter, so you might have a shot – Okay. You have to beg Stephen King, horror writer, <laughs> to follow you on Twitter. Okay. Who I believe created Under the Dome. Yes. Okay. So Stephen King is your celebrity today. All right. All right, Chandler. That. Who does CJ have? All right, CJ, you're a big wrestling fan. I'm going to go the wrestling route today. Were you ever a fan of the Hardy Boys? Four threes, okay. Say that again, Chandler. Were you ever a fan of the Hardy Boys in wrestling? Oh, of course I was. Still am. All right. Well, we're not going to go with the guy that has criminal charges against him. We're, we're going to go with his brother, Matt Hardy. I actually, and now okay. this might be a lob because today I looked up top 10 easiest follows <laughs> on Twitter. Matt Hardy oh. might get you a follow. He has over a thousand. Uh, he's following over a thousand people. So, so you served it up for me. Go, yeah, go out and get Matt Hardy. I'm going to see if you can do it. A thousand is not a very big number. Okay. For All Matt right. Hardy, I feel like that is. All right, CJ, who does Shirley have? Okay. Um, I wanted to uh, – so I'm going to put, like, what I'm looking at right now and what I'm looking at is directly first baseman for the Washington Nationals, Josh Bell. All right. I have no idea if he has a Twitter, but if he does, Shirley, hit up Josh Bell. Okay, Former so – Cliff is going to look that up real quick, see if he has one. Josh Bell, former Pittsburgh Pirate. Uh, Josh Bell is indeed on Twitter at jbell underscore 19. Hmm. All right. So, Clip, yes. since you uh, reached out to Lisa Loeb yesterday, I'm going to stay in the musical category. Okay. And I'm going to go with, just because I absolutely make him do it every year, Mr. Billy Ocean. Man. And I, he does have a Twitter I checked before I even decided on who I was going to pick. Okay. Billy Ocean. Uh, let me give him a follow. He is only following 88 people. This is going to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yesterday when I gave Shirley J. Cole, and he only follows like 
20 people. He not, did. Not just that. He hasn't been on it for like months. Yeah. <laughs> he did uh, just tweet five hours ago, so he's somewhat active. So, yeah, which is why that was one of the things I wanted to check was to see how active they were. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send him a tweet. And Stephen King has Stephen King has 6.7 million followers and is following 145 people. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's an you uphill. know what? I'm about to send the tweet right now. It's an uphill battle, Chandler, but I think you can do it, man. I love the challenge. Yeah, it's a great challenge. Oh, so do we need to pick one for Glenn? Do you want to play, Glenn? I mean, if y'all. I think you should give me one, and then I should give everybody else one. So we see have if to do anybody two. gets a bite. Mm. That'd be tough. What did you say, CJ? Because everybody else um, is paired up, so it doesn't really work. Not, not that there's a uh, live feed of this game on the show, but Brian Reynolds did just hit a home run while I was on the air. All right. Oh, nice. What a moment. Uh, how about, Glenn, you name a person that we all have to That's tweet what I said. at. Okay. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Just one person, the whole group has to go for. So think about that. that All right, CJ, uh, are you ready, Glenn? Are you going to need a moment? Just one second. Okay. Let's keep CJ on the phone the entire show. That's kind of what I want to do. Jim Ross. Good old Jr. Yeah. Oh, the humanity. All right. All right. So uh, we all have our individual person and we have to. A group project. And a group project. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler, hold on. I'm looking at Chandler's tweet. Chandler, should I correct Chandler or just let him go with it? Let him let ride. Him, let him ride. All right. Go ahead, go ahead and hit. No. no, keep it. No, something's wrong. He said, at Stephen King. My God, what can I say? The goat when it comes to filmmaking. He's a writer. He's an author. <laughs> Wait, what? Stephen King is a writer. He's an Stephen author. King he writes books. Writes books. You know what? Those books become movies, movies, though. My God, the goat when it comes to, <laughs> to filmmaking. filmmaking. But you know what it says? It's not Steven Spielberg. No, it definitely says in his bio. And his bio is very intriguing. It says author. <laughs> There's one word. It says author. <laughs> you I, did. Was, I was confused because I was like, wait a minute. So, okay. All right. This guy. You were confused. No, 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 no. Say, no. Can't take I, him anywhere. I'm going to say, my God, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? That you, for? my friend, have written a lot of books that I've never read. The goat <laughs> when it comes to writing. Okay, so Smash CJ. that follow. <laughs> CJ, should I follow in Chandler's footsteps and, and uh, when I tweet Josh Bell that he is the goat of first baseman? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, everything has to be in Chandler verse. All right, so everybody okay, so has to say Okay, all of us have to goat. say that the goat of yes, whatever. Right. Okay. I like that. I all like right, that. all right, we can do that. When I took English <laughs> <laughs> in high school. All right, CJ, we'll let you go. Okay. Bye. All right, see ya. See you tomorrow at work. <laughs> I doubt it. CJ went to a race one time. It took him like four days to get back from Richmond. So... That is not that. <laughs> he probably didn't want to talk about that, did he? No, he definitely did not want to talk about that. Do you remember that? He showed up like Tuesday or Wednesday. We were like, we were hey, like, bro, where yeah. you been? Oh, I went oh, to the race. Oh, was it like earlier this afternoon? No, it was freaking two days ago.
And I said, well, where was it? He said, Richmond. I was like, dude, what route do you take to Richmond that it takes you that long to get back? Richmond, California? I don't know. Oh, my God. This guy over here is still typing like your grandpa. Wait, wait, wait. It's 140 characters, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> he's been typing for five minutes. <laughs> I, know. I Actually, like, I think I that's the like rule. writing an essay. And he's you, only on like a second sentence. You have to use all 140 characters. <laughs> no, all I ain't right. got that kind of... I don't have that kind of... I don't even... I, like, I know of Josh Bell, but I could give two you-know-whats about it. But that's the point. All right, here's uh, Chandler's... I'm definitely going to use the sentence, he's the go to the first baseman, though. Chandler's tweet to Stephen King. My God, what can I say? You, my friend, are the GOAT when it comes to writing. When I took English in high school, I watched seven documentaries on you. I did everything in my power to be just like you. You truly are... The Stephen dot 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 King. <laughs> this is outstanding. Chandler, I, I will say. So the rest of them have to be in the same exact verse, like at the end of the Josh Bell when he has to be. You are truly the Josh dot 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 Bell of the ball <laughs> of the ball. You are truly the Josh Bell dot dot dot, dot of the ball. ball. Here we go. All right, Chandler's hidden tweet. Way to go. Okay, there's that. That took up the entire first segment. Anything else going on? We got the, uh, there's a NIL initiative out there. The Boneyard Initiative. I love that it's called that because the people on Boneyard Banner are going to hate it. So I think that's a great juxtaposition there. Uh, We can talk receivers real quick while we're, uh, we're here. We got a ton of uh people chiming in on social media on their all-time favorite wide receivers and i'll go through a few real quick uh well let me look at this real quick too um redbeard says you know who doesn't take days off (laughs) glenn griffin that's who (laughs) and rich says check chandler's button pattern on his shirt is it misaligned huh What's it talking about? Is it a know. joke? I don't know. I, I think I'm missing the joke. I, all the buttons are li- aligned. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's saying we should just check because he's not sure he can button up He didn't shirt. trust him. Yeah, that's what it was. All right. Chandler, you're really turning into our special boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, oh, yeah, wide receivers. You want to go around the horn and tell me your favorite? sure unless it's Dwayne Harris I gotta go Dwayne Harris that's the issue (laughs) yeah is that for all of us it's gonna be Dwayne Charlie do you have a non-Dwayne favorite because I got some here that are not Dwayne Harris that I can read there's I mean I could pick a non-Dwayne but when you're talking about favorite I mean, it's it's hard to go against Dwayne. I mean, it really Justin is. That, Hardy's a good second. I think Justin well, Hardy's I, a close second for me. It, Very it, close second. Yeah, he was an impact from just, that but, first game in South against South Carolina and Charlotte to, to his last to his game, last against, game Florida. against Florida. I think it, for me, it's like, all-time receptions leader until Zay Jones. I think like those two dudes. I don't want to say they get lost in that all. They don't get lost in that offense. That's the wrong word. But when you're take, talking about a percentage of the offense, Dwayne Harris was such a big percentage of those teams. It felt like that he was on. We mm-hmm. watched highlights of Dwayne Harris the other day, 
And there's plenty of highlights of him like taking a reverse, taking a jet sweep, sure. throwing the football, which is what yeah. he did in high school. He was a quarterback yeah. in high school. I don't. I feel like maybe some people don't know that he was a and threw a bomb. I yeah. believe in UTEP. That might have mm. been the miracle in, in the mine shaft. Um, miracle in the mine shaft was cast. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, but he had a game against Houston, I think. It was where he yeah. uh, he threw a bomb. Yeah, you talking about Justin or Dwayne? Dwayne. Dwayne. Yeah, Justin did the same thing too. So Dwayne Ayers played one year in the Lincoln Riley offense and had 101 catches for over 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. He in the boring skip offense, Todd Fitch that we remember. He, in 2009, had 83 for 978 and seven touchdowns. So, still, and and you have to factor in, and I know we're doing wide receivers, but I factor in the returns, the runs, yes. the throws, the like package. Chandler said, yeah. the I, entire thing. I also, I also factor in some of the toughness, too, because right. that dude took a beating sometimes he, he when he a, caught a crazy ball, you guys and he'd get that. right back up. He was a football player, and yes. a receiver. Yes. I mean, he was called the playmaker. I mean, I, you mentioned the blocking. You mentioned the... Um, what, you mentioned blocking. What did you mention, uh, Shirley? Just the toughness, the grit. The, the, yeah. the grit. There was, like, in that highlight video, there was... Like catches that he would take, and as soon as he caught the ball, just took an absolute. There was one in 2010 against Virginia Tech. He just his helmet flew off. Well, a lot of that was because of that Todd Fitch side to side. Well, this was 2010. Fans. This was the first year of Lincoln oh, Riley. Okay. Um, and then there was also some highlights of him blocking uh, on screen passes and doing some cut sure. blocks. So he did everything. I mean, he was literally the player. He was an all-purpose. Yeah. Andrew Heath, Bodenheimer, Collins. Jeffrey and Trav all say Justin Hardy is their favorite. Alex said Keith Stokes, all time favorite East Carolina wide receiver. See, I Fun remember him returning punts. Also I don't. Did that. I, I when I think of him, I think of him as a specialist more than it's a wide a burner, receiver. A and Dwayne now, Harris. Don't get me wrong. I thoroughly enjoyed watching Keith, Keith Stokes. Stokes run. I, no, I'm saying, but talking about returning punts. Dwayne Harris returned punts, and we sure. talked about it the other day. He never had a returning touchdown for a punt. That's but a man, crazy stat. But he, but he, like made a play out of every single right. punt return. Sure. Oh, he was dangerous back there. Right. Reversing field. Dwayne. Dwayne was the answer for everybody on Facebook. Uh, him not having a punt return for a touchdown is like the Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young award. Both true stats that are hard to believe. Yeah. That's a true stat. That's a true that stat. That is a true stat to consider. Never won a Cy Young award. Yeah. I, it's crazy, right? Yeah. I, I could win the lottery and then turn around and you ask me that question. <laughs> and you'd lose it. And lose all 320-odd million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. You'll never you'll – never, that'll never happen to you, Glenn. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. When we return, we'll visit with The Voice, Jeff Charles. Uh, we need to... I am crafting my tweet as we speak. Yeah, we need to tweet out our celebs. I already have. And uh, we got a lot more coming your way on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. King me. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All righty. Come on out to AJ McMurphy's tonight. Some of our uh, regular teams uh, will be away, so it's a great opportunity for uh, if you've been nervous to, to come out. Tonight will be a good night to test your skills, have a good time, and maybe sneak in a uh, championship tonight at aj mcmurphy's we'll be watching major league baseball enjoying some great food some cold beverages and having a good old time so uh, come on out we begin at eight o'clock and uh we'll have you on your way home by a uh, quarter to ten or so all right let's uh we'll get a tweet update later on uh i think everybody has sent out their tweets to their celebrities as we're trying to get follows from random people to see who can win this contest um but right now we'll go out to the pirate radio live line and talk to the voice jeff charles who joins us today on prl jeff how you doing today clip i'm doing great but not as good as the new york yankees are doing these days i thought we'd talk a little bit of new york yankees baseball to start the show today you know they're 55 and 20 and that is the greatest record ever in the history of the franchise after 75 games you talk about saying a mouthful when you think of all the great New York Yankees teams, and this team has the best record after 75 contests. Pretty amazing. And you know, Clip, who knows what's going to happen in the second half of the season because we're nearing uh, the midpoint of the season. But if they go on a tear in the second half like they've been on in the first half, I mean, this team could win 114, maybe 115 games. And I was looking back, you know, baseball historians will tell you, the 1927 Yankees, maybe the greatest team of all time. They won 110 games that year. Now, you have to remember, Major League Baseball back then was playing 154 games and not 162. But still, this Yankee team could be one of the all-time great teams. If they continue to play like this, they will be. And it'll be interesting to see if they can keep up this pace in the second half of the season. Already 12 and a half games up in the AL East. That is tremendous before we even get into the All-Star break. And the you've got some teams in the, the mid-40s, mid to upper 40s in wins. The, the second most wins is the other team in New York. Uh, the Mets have 47, but 55 at this point is incredible. And, you know, we, we knew that division was going to be tough, Jeff. You've got every team but Baltimore above 500, and the Orioles are better than expected. They're 35 and 41 six games under 500 every other team in that division is uh is above 500 so that not only are they doing it they're playing in the uh the toughest division in baseball yeah very good point clip and uh, the red sox got off to a slow start but they're playing pretty well now and their record has gotten uh, a lot better and when you're in that division in toronto of course is you know they're kind of on their way back again with a lot of young talent they're very good as well and then tampa bay's tampa bay they just surprise everybody year in and year out that's why Always got a feel for the Orioles, and you're right, Cliff. They are a little bit better this year, but they're just buried in that division that is just so good year in and year out. It's really tough for them to claw their way back up. But 
a lot of good teams in that division again this year. It's a very good division. Most years it's, it's the best one in, in Major League Baseball. National League West sometimes can make a claim to that, but it's a very tough division for a team and a franchise like Baltimore to try and move their way up. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, Freddie Freeman made the trip back to Atlanta over the weekend. Dodgers took two of three from the Braves, and uh, Freddie, very emotional. And it was not your typical homecoming where – you get one standing O and maybe you shed a tear or two. It was multiple days. It was a lot of emotion for Freddie Freeman. And then coming off that, uh, we learned that he uh, fired his representation. And uh, I, I got to say those things go hand in hand. His time ending with Atlanta and uh, his return to Atlanta with the Dodgers. It was uh, a pretty unique circumstance seeing that happen. But uh, did you see this story that he has fired his uh, his agents who handled his negotiations with Atlanta and, and eventually L.A.? Yeah, I sure did. I saw that story uh, yesterday, Clip. Uh, I'll tell you, that's a story within a story. There's probably a lot more to that. Uh, Freddie Freeman seems like a pretty even keel guy, so he must really be upset the way things transpired in those negotiations. And as I watched that uh, homecoming last week clip, I got to thinking about Freddie Freeman, how he's beloved in Atlanta, and he is this generation's Dale Murphy. Because yeah. Murphy, back in the day, you know, in the, in the 80s, uh, he was just beloved in, in Atlanta. And then, of course, you always pass the torch to the next generation. And Freddie Freeman is, is that kind of guy to Atlanta Braves fans. And, you know, you would like to see a guy like that play his entire career in one city and with one franchise and retire there. That very, very seldom happens anymore. It used to happen back in the old days. In fact, I was thinking last night about Carl Yastrzemski. And, you know, Carl Yastrzemski played 23 years for the Boston Red Sox, which is pretty amazing. But, you know, those days clip are over now. It's a shame because fans can really relate to the hometown hero guy. But uh, the game has changed so much that, you know, very rarely happens anymore. Yeah, and, and I was too young to, to really know what was going on at the time, but I do remember Dale Murphy in uh, the Phillies, you know, pinstripe uniforms, the Phillies uniforms, and and at the time I didn't uh, really have any feelings about it, but I bet a lot of Braves fans uh, didn't like seeing that when he ended his career there and actually played a year with Colorado in 1993. I got, I'm looking that up now. I got to say I don't remember that, Jeff, but uh, that had to be tough for Braves fans to swallow late in his career. Yeah, no doubt about it. And when you have that hometown hero, as I mentioned, Cliff, and then all of a sudden there's somewhere else, like Pete Rose. I mean, Pete Rose is a Cincinnati guy, born and bred, played for the Reds, had the great career. And then one day you mentioned uh, Philadelphia, and that's what rang a bell in my head. Then Pete Rose was playing with the Philadelphia Phillies. And so that was tough for Cincinnati Reds fans to, uh, to stomach. Now, Johnny Bench, who was with Pete Rose on those great big red machine teams that led those teams to World Series championships. Uh, he, he played his entire career in Cincinnati. But again, that was, uh, you know, that was in the 70s and on into the early to mid-80s. And uh, the game has changed a lot in the last 40 years. You just don't see those guys, you know, the Mickey Mantles of the world who play for the Yankees for their entire career. It just doesn't happen very often, even though fans would like to see it happen. But it's the big business of baseball these days. That it is. Jeff Charles joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, we continue to bridge the gap from the summer to the fall and talk East Carolina football. We uh, continued our opponent previews 
earlier this week with Tony Haynes from NC State. Uh, Jim Lauk coming up later on this week. Also talked to Pete Medhurst, uh, some Navy football on Monday. So we're cranking out these uh, these opponent previews. Tony Haynes uh, said he doesn't like to give out preseason predictions, Jeff, but does recognize that NC State is getting a lot of hype heading into 2022. Yeah, they really are. And the quarterback is really getting a lot of hype as well, Clip. And you know, I would think the Pirates are going to be sky high for that opener that they could really upset the apple cart right out of the gate because NC State's talking a top 10 type football program this year. So, uh, you know, if I'm Dave Dorn, I'm I'm a little bit leery coming into Greenville playing the Pirates in that opener. So we'll wait and see, but, you know, it's a lot of fun this time of year to talk about preseason predictions and, and all of that. I like to go back after the season and look at all these preseason predictions and just see how many of them actually are accurate. Yeah. Oftentimes a lot of them aren't, but we'll have to wait and see. But the Pirates are getting better, as we know, under Mike Houston. And it's a veteran team now with a lot more depth that you and I continue to talk about. So NC State or anybody else on the schedule this year can't take the Pirates lightly, but the Pirates are uh, are jumping in the fire with this schedule. As you and I talked about last week, there are potentially four top 25 teams on this schedule, uh, we mentioned NC State and BYU is a potential top 25 team. They have really come back now um, under uh, Kalani Sataki. His, his teams were down a little bit, and now he's been there a while. They've been patient with him, and he's brought BYU football back. And Cincinnati and Houston, the most preseason top 25s, they are in. So the Pirates have to play all four of them, four top 25 teams going into the season. So it's not going to be easy. Jeff Charles joining us earlier this week, Jeff, we were talking about getting over uh, the Navy bugaboo last year. The previous year, it was finally getting a win over Temple. Uh, So, you know, ended those losing streaks. And we were saying, you know, now what losing streak do we need to end? And and UCF, we look back uh, last win. Uh, against the Knights came when Ruffy McNeil was here. And then we started looking at some teams on the schedule, NC State, Cincinnati, BYU. Uh, the last coach to beat them teams uh, for East Carolina was Scotty Montgomery. And uh, he didn't have a lot of wins, Jeff, but you look at who he beat now, boy, those teams are a lot different uh, than they were. Cincinnati and and BYU, yeah, I, I was reminded of that when you mentioned um, – uh, the coach for BYU and how they turn it around because it was not that long ago they were getting blown out here at uh, Daddy Ficklin Stadium. <laughs> yeah, that's right. By the way, Cliff, that's a great trivia question for your AJ McMurphy <laughs> trivia contest, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Scotty Montgomery and, w- and winning those uh, those three games. Yeah. I-, I wouldn't have known that unless you just uh, mentioned it to me. But you're right. It is. Yeah. Uh, BYU. You know, great football tradition, great football history, a national championship on their resume. And then they've been up and down. What really hurt their program is, you know, way back in the day when they didn't make the, the Pac-12 and they were out there as, you know, a Mountain West program and then struggling as an independent. Well, now their program is, is going to be in the Big 12. And I think they're probably seeing uh, recruiting-wise, reaping some of the benefits of that. And their, their program ha- has come back. And so, you know, they're probably a legit top 25 team going into uh, going into this coming season. And, Cliff, you mentioned the Pirates have had a long dry spell against UCF in football, but I've got to go back now uh, to this past winter. Uh, the UCF dry spell for the Pirates in basketball is mm. somewhere around 14 or 15 games in a row. 
The Pirates have not beaten the Knights on the hardwood. So, as we have talked, uh, one more year of UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati, and then those three will be saying goodbye to the American Athletic Conference. And when you look at how East Carolina's matched up against those three schools in both football and basketball in recent years, it's been tough sledding. No, no doubt. Need to send them out uh, with a loss this year, Jeff. That would be nice to do. Jeff Charles joining us later on in the show today. Stephen Igo will join us. We'll preview the 2022 ECU wide receiver room and also uh, look back at some greats. And looking at the room this year, Jeff, a lot of unknowns. And it could be some familiar names that, that we know. Uh, if if C.J. Johnson can get back in the good graces, if Josiah Hatfield can put it together consistently we know what he's done in flashes but he's a guy that uh needs to to step up and step in for tyler sneed and and fill those shoes but also you've got a lot of newcomers there some transfers coming in jeff and then some guys that have been kind of waiting in the wings waiting for their opportunity so that is a and, and kind of excluding ryan jones and shane calhoun they're almost a known commodity at this point excluding the tight ends from this discussion a lot of unknowns at that wide receiver position for east carolina this year well, you're right, Cliff, but that's what will make uh, preseason practice in August uh, very competitive and something I know we'll talk a lot about, about who are some of the guys who are coming to the forefront and are going to get playing time because Pirates have lost some really good players at that position. But, you know, you mentioned Ryan Jones, and my goodness, what a physical specimen he is, what a great talent he is, and I look for him to be utilized uh, even more this year, and he could have a breakout terrific year. So you have to feel really good about him, even though he's a tight end body. I mean, he can do a lot of different things as a receiver. So I think we're all encouraged and excited to see him play this year. You mentioned Josiah Hasfield. Well, you know, Josiah just has to stay healthy. He's had a hard time staying on the field uh, with little nagging injuries here and there. So hopefully uh, for him, staying on on the field will help him a lot, and he'll have a chance to, to put up some numbers and then, with C.J., he's kind of the wild card. If he's ready to go, it's going to help this receiving core, but I guess we're going to have to wait and see how things uh, pan out with him. And Jeff saw some uh, some pictures over the weekend. Have not talked to Holden Naylor since he returned from the Manning Passing Academy, but that's pretty cool to be in a photo sandwiched by Eli and uh, and Peyton Manning. He was able to, to be down there and not only be a counselor for younger quarterbacks, but also uh, get some counseling himself from uh, some of the all-time greats. Yeah, I'm really happy for Holton. He had uh, the opportunity to make that trip. It just has to make him better in so many different ways. And, boy, it seems like now going into this year, Holton's been the quarterback at ECU for like a decade. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it hasn't been, but it sure seems like it. It's hard to remember who was the quarterback before Holton Aylers uh, because he's played so much football here. But you know, Holton's poised to have a, a good year this year. I think he's continuing to get better. We all know what a great attitude he is has and what a great leader that he is and so i'm uh, really looking forward to watching holton play again this year and uh, i think we'll see an, an even more and better holton Aylers, uh for his uh, fall season coming up so cliff it's going to be exciting this football season uh, a lot of guys coming back on this team and we talked about the improved depth as as much as the size looked impressive the other day in that social media photo we talked about with the offensive line what really impressed me even more was the sheer numbers and how many guys were actually in that photo because it has been so difficult for East Carolina to develop depth, uh, you know, in the offensive line, the defensive line. Well, Mike Houston and his staff have done a great job recruiting and 
They've made that a priority, and now they have a lot of bodies up front on both sides of the ball, yeah. and they can keep those guys fresh. They, they might not have a bunch of four-star guys who play up front or a bunch of all AAC caliber kind of players, but there's a lot to be said for rotating guys in and out and keeping them fresh, and I think that's been, you know, go back to Ruffin McNeil. He felt that way about his personnel, and, and I know our Coach Houston feels the same way too. Just keep those guys fresh if you've got, eight or nine guys who can play, uh, keep rotating them in and out of there, and maybe you can wear down the opponent. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, let's, uh, let's talk about your all-time favorites, if we could, for a moment at the receiver position, and uh, just so many names to go over. And and if I had to pick one, uh, it, it's pretty easy for me. Dwayne Harris is probably my all-time favorite ECU football player, and he was a wide receiver, but he did – so much more in the return game and his blocking and he was just a warrior would get drilled pop right back up and uh 17 uh certainly is my answer to the question but uh man you're you're spanning a lot of years here and you've seen a lot of great so when you talk ecu wide receivers jeff who are some names that pop up for you well i have to agree with you clip i'll go with Dwayne harris because he was tough as nails uh, just love to watch him play and then of course Justin Hardy and Zay Jones were were terrific players here in, in recent years, did just a great job. And, you know, you go back through the years and you think of some of the other guys who were here that were were terrific receivers that went on and played, you know, at the NFL, played at the next level as well. And some of the guys who were on some of the bowl teams were terrific players. I mean, a guy on the staff now, uh, Nichols, was a really good player when he played at ECU. And Mitch Galloway, and I go back to – Clayton Driver, when he yeah. was a terrific player at East Carolina, you know, back in the day. And, yeah, there have been a boatload of them, a whole bunch of guys. And East Carolina's had a terrific, terrific uh, history of, of, of wide receivers, Cliff, and also of uh, tight ends. The Pirates have had some really good tight ends down through the years as well. So, in the receiving court, you know, East Carolina's been pretty good. No doubt. And uh, it has been a position of strength for years now, and, and it looks like, the offensive line and running backs have maybe caught up and surpassed uh, the ECU wide receiver group as far as best units on the field. But there's a lot to be determined uh, this year when it comes to those new faces at the wide receiver position. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jeff, really outside of Major League Baseball, uh, anything else you're, you're keeping up with? We're, we're at my favorite part of the NBA season, which is the off season. We're about to have a lot of movement going on uh, at the end of this week with free agency beginning. Yeah, free agency, uh, free agency begins what, Clip? But tomorrow night, I think. Thursday, yeah. At 6 o'clock. Yep. yep. Thursday at 6. And so we'll see some movement and we'll see some guys uh, moving around. I saw where Henry Irving is going to come back and, and play for Brooklyn. And uh, he didn't play for Brooklyn very much last year, as we all know, with all the shenanigans that were going on with that. But he's opted to come back and play there. Uh, but yeah, this is a very big time of the year. And how about Steve Clifford, the former uh, ECU basketball assistant, was only at ECU one year. He was with Bill Herrion. They were longtime friends, our longtime friends. And uh, then Coach Clifford goes back to Charlotte for the second time as the head coach of uh, the Charlotte Hornets, which I think caught everybody a little bit off guard. (laughs) Kenny Atkinson had agreed in principle to be the head coach at uh, Charlotte, and then I don't know what happened with that deal. Then he got cold feet and he backed out, but they thought they had their coach. And then, uh, you know, you talked about Dan Tony. It looked like perhaps he was going to go there like a week ago. 
And then all of a sudden, Steve Clifford's got the job for the second time. So it was it was kind of strange the way that whole thing, you know, happened in the NBA with the Hornets franchise. But, you know, I know Steve Clifford. He's a good guy. He's a good coach. After he left uh, the Hornets, he went down to Orlando, had a pretty good run as the head coach of the Orlando Magic. He's a basketball lifer. Uh, he wants to play an up-tempo style with a young Hornets team. So let's hope uh, the Hornets can continue to get uh, a little bit better. But glad to see Steve come back a guy who was at ECU only for one year, but I remember talking to him a lot, riding the buses with him and talking hoops. So it's good to have him back in the state. And Kenny Atkinson, by the way, Clippers, maybe an interesting note. Kenny Atkinson was a guard. He was a playmaking guard, a point guard at the University of Richmond when I was doing Virginia Tech games hmm. back in the 80s. And I remember Kenny Atkinson very well as a point guard at Richmond playing for Dick Tarrant. And at that time, never ever, you know, would have thought he would have been an NBA head coach. But he's been a head coach in the NBA, and it looked like he was coming back to Charlotte as a head coach. So you just never know who's going to pop up in uh, NBA basketball. And this guy, you know, is going to get the Utah Jazz job. He's only 34 years old, and he was like the video coordinator at San Antonio, like, 10 years ago. So you just never know what's going to happen with his job. <laughs> yeah, and, and you said it, that Steve Clifford thing is crazy. I, I like Steve Clifford. I liked him when he was the coach of the Bobcats and Hornets. But uh, I guess uh, he, he doesn't burn bridges, Jeff. Uh, and, and the Hornets front office didn't either because uh, you get fired and you get rehired a few years later. It's uh, it's a weird deal with that coaching world. A lot of recycling going on. But uh, I like Clifford. We'll see if he can uh, get it done there in charlotte jeff i always enjoy chatting with you we are off next week so uh have a good july 4th we'll reconvene with you uh later on in july and uh, talk more sports with you same to you cliff and your family and to all our pirate radio listeners happy fourth and uh, we'll look forward to the next visit in a couple weeks thank you jeff jeff charles joining us today on pirate radio live and we'll visit with the voice uh throughout july talk more pirate football as we get ready for the 2022 season. We'll be doing that in hour three of today's show with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. Let's take a break and wrap up hour number one. We'll be back with you with more Pirate Radio Live. Got some weird news in the college basketball world. We're former Memphis Tiger for one year, Amani Bates. A lot of a lot of talk about him going to Memphis, one of the top prospects in the country. Didn't really work out there. He, he's found a destination. Was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 15. Wow. Uh, we'll see if he makes it on the cover of Sports Illustrated in his next uniform, where a former pirate will be joining him on the court. I'm just throwing out stuff, and I'll tell you what it's all about when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr927 fm join the over 57,000 followers today now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. 
with you on Pirate Radio Live. We'll continue our opponent previews coming up Thursday on the show with Jim Lauk, the longtime and only time voice of the South Florida Bulls. He'll join us on Pirate Radio Live to talk South Florida football coming up on Thursday. We'll continue our position previews in Hour 3 with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. He'll join us in the Pirate Radio studios coming up in about an hour from now. Let's take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. We got a late home run from Jason Castro, and that was all the scoring today at City Field as the Mets fall to the Astros 2 to nothing, and Atlanta sits three and a half back in the NL East. Yep, and there was a nasty collision uh, in the outfield. Jordan Alvarez, I saw, left the game. Yeah, which he is took a awful. shot to the head yeah. uh, in the collision. And uh, no, 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 it wasn't Alvarez that took the shot. It was the other guy uh, whose name is escaping me right now. But he actually, Alvarez walked off the field on his own power. The other guy had to be carted off. Oh, okay. I thought I saw Alvarez leaving. No, I, yeah, I was right. You were wrong. Your Don Alvarez was carted off the field following collision with Jeremy Pena. Oh, I'm sorry. Pena was the one that walked off the field on his own power. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. Um, so there is that. Brewers lead the Rays 5-3 to three in the ninth. Pirates and Nationals putting on a show for CJ. 8-6 to six Pirates with the lead in the seventh inning. Yankees always win. They said, hey, this guy's missing work. we got to put on a show. Let's put on a show for him. I mean, they do have a goat for the first baseman. <laughs> Josh Bell. Yeah. Wait, who does? The Pirates do. No, he's a former they Pirate. He's to. a national. Now he's a they, national now. Where's your goat now? Uh, the Yankees never lose, as Jeff Charles has talked about. They lead the A's 5-3. to three. Royals over the Rangers 2-1 to one in the seventh. No score between the Pods and Diamondbacks and Tigers and Giants are scoreless as well. Coming up later tonight, Braves and Phillies in Philadelphia. So, uh, also Dodgers at Rocky Slater Dodgers. Dodgers! The Dodgers! So, that's what's going on, and that's all that's going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. It's Major League Baseball or bust right now. All on right. What, on what scoreboard? The Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. All right. Mentioned it uh, before. Wow. We uh, took a break that Amani Bates has a new team, and that team is Eastern, Eastern Michigan. Michigan. Eastern, what former pirate plays for Eastern Michigan? Noah Farrakhan. That is correct. So Amani wow. Bates goes from the hen house to the outhouse. Now it What's says here that penthouse this... to the hen house, pen <laughs> penthouse to the outhouse. That, that, let's go with that one. All right, that yeah. would Penthouse be the one. Uh, Eastern Michigan is in Bates' hometown of Ypsilanti, Michigan. Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti. Uh, Ypsilanti. I will say I like that. I like guys uh, stay like going to their hometowns. Warms your heart. It does. <laughs> I, I, my, so you like Bryce Weaver, the offensive lineman that's coming to uh, Greenville. And you don't? I'm coming to uh, ECU. And you don't like him? When did I say that? When, what, what makes you think that I don't like him? You implied, the, the way you said it made it sound like you like him 
but i don't <laughs> okay whatever that's what i read from that what do you not like well about you him? can't read do you not think he deserved a scholarship offer <laughs> no shut up why not i'm glad he's a pirate i enjoyed that interview we had with him yesterday on pirate radio live what a great young man and he's going to add depth he's going to add depth to this offensive line he's, he's going to be real he's a hard nosed uh he, he's a local kid i like the dude okay all right what do you don't like him we like bryce weaver and Man, he joined um, us on the show if you missed that yesterday you can check out we have bryce and bryce on facebook youtube apple podcast spotify yep it's all there for you all right let's take a break we'll come back we will talk to patrick mason p mason he was not here last week so we got to get a jeans update talk some baseball and more with patrick mason from the Daily Reflector, that's coming up hour two. Stephen Igo, hour three of today's show. We roll on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Shirley Rhodes, the big dog, Glenn Griffin, Chandler Honeycutt, and Patrick Mason joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Patrick, how you doing, man? Yeah, good to be back. How's it going? Good. Missed you last week. That's right. Just wasn't the same around here. A, a severe lack of denim in the <laughs> studio all week. Missed the denim last week. Yeah, but, I don't know uh, how you guys got by. <laughs> we we, we struggled. We did. We did. But uh, we did make it through. Uh, Patrick, first question today. Can you dunk a basketball? Um, yes. Though, you know, I got I got to get like you know a good running start and probably in a game no, but like you know if I'm messing around I can. Okay, that's awesome. That's a great skill to have. How tall are you? Six four. Okay. But I didn't my, notice until the day I was looking at you out there and I was like, dang, he's tall. Can I you need, can you dunk a, a tall basketball? drink of water? <laughs> can you uh, dunk a basketball just like vertical? No, I, I got to get a running start. Uh, I was gonna say I need all of my six foot four inches to. I can't jump all that high. An actual men's basketball. Yeah. Okay. So not even a ladies or a volleyball. You're no. talking. Can okay. you palm a basketball? Um, if I like, if you kind of hold it out, I can. Kinda all right. Well, Glenn, uh, roll the goal in. Let's see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so did you play in high school? I didn't. I I swam instead. It was like that that same season. Okay. Michael Phelps really had a big impact on your life. Yeah, I guess so. You know. <laughs> Uh, did you do the Michael Phelps, like, the thing he does with the flapping of the arms? You know, I, believe it or not, I did a little bit of it, but I don't I don't know how much it worked. But did you, is it uh, true that swimmers, like, shave every inch of their body? Only, like, you'd only do that. Did you yeah. do that? Only for, like, the, you know, if you go to, like, sectionals or, you know, like, the end of season uh, meets. Is that why you wear long pants and long sleeve shirts? Because like, you're entirely I got, shaved? I got, I got some hair. You know. Oh, okay. And I only did it, like, once or twice, and it is a really weird feeling. Did you but, rip bong hits, like? 
like uh, Michael Phelps? <laughs> no, no. All right, cool. I don't know. How, I mean, it makes you go faster though when you're like skin smooth. Oh yeah. No, no, yeah you, you get off there. that. What's your obsession? <laughs> I just I find it interesting. How do they you, shave every inch of their body. How do you feel about Chandler's uh, chin strap he's got going right now? Yeah, how do you it's, feel? It's a, it's a good start. <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the barber the other day. I, she said that there was a weird shape and she had to go down and. I don't know. I tell you, I tell you who has uh, had a good time with it this week, and it's uh, Clifton Brock. I'm just want to get other people's thoughts he, on it. I mean, I don't know. He he looked at me on Monday after the staff meeting and said, "We're going to have to talk about this facial hair." <laughs> well, he's got a good up close view because, like, you know, it, it's just it kind of blends in a little bit, so it doesn't you know. I mean, it doesn't look too terribly ridiculous, does it? No, I, I oh, wouldn't. Look, I wouldn't see you on the street Man, and just blow you up or if anything. You're, if it was one shade darker, though, you'd be on some like Kevin Federline <laughs> yeah. scumbag. Uh, yeah. Kevin Love. Yeah. What a name. Uh, and now you've got a lot of neck beard and, and cheek stuff going. And, it, and I've learned that it grows fairly fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so why don't you, you need to, is this yeah, new? I need to, I need to. Huh? Is this new? Like, I, no, I've, like I've, 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 had facial hair ever since, I've had facial hair ever since freshman year of college. I have never shaved it completely off. Um, you never swam? Never swam. <laughs> never swam. <laughs> So, and I, that's what I thought. I said, well, I'm never going to be a swimmer, so I'm not going to shave my beard off. What's the uh, first question you think of? Yeah. Did y'all wear the uh, the caps and everything? Mm-hmm. So, does that, is that for water in the ears? No, it's really just for, like, uh, your aerodynamics and just, because the hair will just slow you down. I mean, it seems huh. silly, but, you know, just like those tenths of a second hey, yeah. matter a little bit. Mike P says, can Patrick dunk a basketball in jeans? Ooh, that, <laughs> no, that's a good question. <laughs> What's the answer? I don't know if I've tried, honestly. But, you know, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. They're part of my regular outfit. Did you watch uh, Arrested Development? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wasn't oh, it's it a bias uh, to never bias. nude? He was a never nude. <laughs> do you always wear Do you wear jeans in the shower? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Glenn, by the way, I've been watching a little uh, Arrested Development for like the fifth time now. Glenn is, when Glenn goes mustache only, he is I like David Cross. he's a cousin of David Cross. That's a good show until they you know they restarted it when they all got a little oh, bit yeah. older. But it, it was, was awesome it beforehand. Was, it was. I've gone for the David Cross for a long time. Yeah, you, you look. He is a lookalike. He's uh, he's in the family. Family. All right. So as you can tell, we don't have much to talk about in the world of sports right now. Yeah, but it's you know it's how's the fun. White Sox? Damn, not not that great. They. I think they lost three out of four to the Orioles. I feel like the last time we talked to you, they were actually kind of on the uptick a little bit. Yeah, they've I, fallen off since then. Yeah, I feel like they just can't get going. Every big win, I'm like, all right, this is the spark they need, and you know, it never comes. When's the last time the AL Central wasn't the most boring division in baseball? Uh, Am I wrong about that? You know, probably not. But I think they've had some sneaky teams that were were decent. Um, that I don't know. Twins are nine games above 500. Yeah. I don't know. Disgusting baseball for you though. Like no, not at all. No. I, I hate that division. Disgusting yeah, baseball funny. yesterday in Cleveland between the Twins and uh, the Guardians. Yeah, I had some interest in that game, and it was just <laughs> bad, bad baseball. Yeah, on saw, both yeah. Sides. the Twitter fingers were uh, railing against them. God, I mean, I wish. Like I, I know that ga- all games are fixed, and one team's <laughs> throwing it. I, I just wish I could. I wish I knew who was throwing it that particular day. And yesterday it happened to be the Twins. Yeah, you got to get the inside track there somehow. Um, When is Tony La Russa going to be fired? Uh, Hopefully yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I just don't know how much longer he can survive. But it's it's a weird situation where 
they like the general manager really doesn't have the power to fire him. Like it's, it's the owner, you know. Uh, like, it's like the owner's buddy, and he kind of went that's over. That's how he got the job. Yeah, so he went over. The general manager is Rick Hahn, and uh, the owner Jerry Reinsdorf went over his head and just hired Larusa. Which it was very is still around. Yeah, man. Which it was very weird for you guys to hire him because he hadn't coached when y'all hired him. It was. The last time he coached was what, 11? 2011, 2012? Right. So he's, you know, been out of the game for at least a decade, if not more. And I mean, he's, I don't know. There's no way he can connect with this team either. And if you hear his post game, he just mumbles about. I mean, it's rough. It's really bad. And uh, I, like, I feel like teams take on the identity of their manager to some extent. And, you know, there's just no, like, passion. I seem like, I I don't know. And I I don't like looking at him too because I kind of, see my future with that really old man with dark hair coming out of the hat and i'm like man that's gonna be me are you gonna be wearing a baseball uniform at <laughs> and a full uniform <laughs> just uh trotting around yeah town yeah walking around the mall <laughs> full uni um maybe no spikes maybe i'll go with the uh field turf turf shoes it's probably a safe bet you don't want to slip yeah i mean it does get slippery out there all right uh let's see Toby, I do follow 90s uh, TBS. That is a great, great uh, follow for old Brave stuff. Um, what other questions? Oh, we're talking wide receivers today, East Carolina wide receivers. Patrick, have you started to dive into 2022 ECU football yet? Um, you know, honestly, a, a very little bit, but I am starting to kind of you know get a gauge of, of all what's happening here. All right, um, I, so for you, I was going to ask Iowa receivers. And I'm old, so the first guy I thought of when I thought about this topic was Tim Dwight. Yeah, that's that's a legend. That's going back. Uh, I remember him torching the Redskins when he played for the Chargers week one of the uh, the Marty Schottenheimer year. Which we, which Wes Hines brought up last yeah, week. Yeah, he took us back to that those days. Two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he asked the question, you would have thought he was asking in like like four or five years ago. No, he took us back to two thousand one. Well, Patrick <laughs> needs a lot of context. He doesn't know Wes. Wes not a sports guy, but somehow remembered one year when Washington had Marty Schottenheimer as the coach. Um, so Iowa receivers, who's your all time favorite? Probably, I mean, there's really not that much to pick from. It's just, was, yeah. yeah, they're all tight ends. Right? Once we they get are, tight right? in, once tight we get to the tight end room, you'll have plenty to choose from. Yeah, right? for sure. Does yeah, Iowa ever have good receivers? No, I think the the one year, I mean, I went to school when he was there, so it probably has a soft spot. But it was Darrell Johnson, Coolianos, DJK. Okay, I mean, he, he was he was just a fun, you know, big target out there. But you know, really, there's no guy you're like, okay, yes, well, I got this guy lined up wide. Wow. The, the, so Darrell Johnson, ooh, DJK, yeah. is on this list along with Kevin Casper. I've heard of him. Tim Dwight, Marvin McNutt, mm-hmm. Quinn Early, Charlie Jones. Who are these people? Marvin McNutt. He had a really good catch to beat Michigan State at the buzzer one time. But that's that's really the only thing that comes. What to a mind. sad group of all-time great wide receivers. You can just put that. You know, tag on the offense as a whole, basically. <laughs> Good old boring football yep. uh, in Iowa. How about your favorite all-time Bears receiver? Ooh. Man, you know, that's probably a similar list to Iowa, to be honest with you. Now, they've got some guys so I like haven't had a quarterback. Right. I like Brandon Marshall when he was yeah. there for a little bit. He actually seemed like a dude. Uh, Brandon Marshall. How about the um, – how about Robinson, his era there? Yeah, just he was like not should have been more. Yeah, he yeah. was non-existent. Last Wasn't year. Kevin White supposed to be something special? Yeah, he could just he never get on the field. Yeah. I think he was like third overall pick. Yeah, 
um i'm gonna bring up brandon marshall when we talk to Igo later because i remember when central florida rolled in here and their big target their number one guy at the time was mike walker who then in the nfl went by mike sims walker when he played for the jags and other teams and brandon marshall was like their number two like you got to put two guys on Walker, and, and that Marshall guy's pretty good. And then it turned out Brandon Marshall was, for a while, one of the top three to five receivers in the league. Um, yeah, he was incredible. Uh, so, okay. Boy, you root for some bad passing offenses. Yes. You're a big run-the-ball guy. <laughs> Which Iowa doesn't do, right? They just – they're pound the rock, right? Pound the rock, hit the tight High ends. formation? Yeah. It's yeah. like a you know, pro style and – but even if you think about pro style, <laughs> pro style now is slinging the ball everywhere. Right, that's true. Yeah, they go 1980s pro style. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, some good old born football. Maybe you'll have more to add on the uh, probably O-line and tight ends. Right, just, you know, <laughs> people love watching that. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of football right there. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more with Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. And uh, more of your thoughts as well. We'll run over your, uh, your favorites from ECU past and want to look at the present too because the pirates have some intriguing options at wide receiver for the 2022 season we'll dive into that and a lot more when we return on pirate radio live after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday channel. I'm going to need you to focus for another hour and 37 minutes. But I do want to make you aware that a Hoist the Colors podcast has dropped. You want to throw a huff? No, I'm just... Uh... <laughs> You don't know your your you can't control your I can't control your body at the moment. Yeah, uh, a new app has dropped. Ah, the Hoist the Color podcast. You need to get you uh, some headphones. Put them inside those headphones. You can listen to that while we do the show here, <laughs> since you're such a big fan. Uh, Steve and I go Hoist the Colors. will be joining us coming up at five o'clock. We'll be talking EC wide receivers. I could not remember the gentleman's name that transferred in that. Holt Nailers is uh, hopefully going to make an immediate connection with Isaiah and Winstead from to- uh, Toledo. What are you doing right now? What's up with that? Focusing. I'm focusing. All right. All right. Isaiah I was just Win- letting you know. You said you couldn't remember his name. What else do you know about him? He went to Toledo. He was a rocket. He was rocket. A rocket man. And uh, now he'll be here. So, uh, Patrick, we were talking about it during the break that a position group that has a lot of question marks i mean and and a big one is cj johnson is he <laughs> where you know what's his status yeah that's that's a good question <laughs> and we we still don't have a, a clear answer on that now he put up that social media post of him in a meeting room but even after that i'd heard that he's not like fully fully back or whatever so we got to wait on that. If he's still around at this point, I'm thinking he's going to be part of the plan moving forward in the fall. 
it's just a matter of it's crazy so he's a junior but a covid junior right so he's been here four years and he's been he's uh, participated in spring ball one time wow so he's uh yeah he's like one of these nfl vets that just takes that off (laughs) he has bad days (laughs) he doesn't show up for mini camps yeah but it seems like yesterday he was having that huge game against desmond ritter luke fickle uh inside daddy ficklin stadium uh ecu cincinnati in 2019 uh when i believe holt naylor's put up 500 yards passing uh it was a back and forth game and that i mean he was there uh in 2019 so he's been here a long time and he's made plays but that i mean that was the high mark right now for cj johnson's career at ecu and that's that was three years ago exactly in this discussion done i mean what else do we have to say <laughs> period period what, right. i mean what what else do we have to say about uh, uh cj johnson patrick what do you know about josiah hatfield you know not much i saw him a little bit you know last year but um i, I guess basically what i've heard is you know he can he's that guy who can just he can flat out he's got he's got speed you he know why he doesn't know much because he showed his best of his career before patrick got here mm-hmm. it's yep. been years since we've seen him i want to say in 2019 we were at smu and uh, that was a high scoring game between the mustangs and the pirates and josiah hatfield was a big part of that game tyler sneed game tyler sneed he had what 19 catches in that game yeah so uh, and and again tyler sneed huge shoes to fill not physically but metaphorically uh for this football team who's gonna fill it uh could be hatfield uh, at the inside i still i've been holding out hope for taji hudson since he made that move from quarterback to receiver but i don't know is he going to (laughs) rise you gotta rise you gotta rise to the standard i don't know Uh, this is going to be a fun position group to follow during fall camp and see who's getting reps with the ones who you know keep an ear out who are the coaches talking about singling out by name so uh yeah at this point i don't know i don't know who the go-to guy is if i had to pick a go-to guy in the passing game right now i would say ryan jones who's a tight end instead of a receiver yeah even uh coach houston was talking about that um yeah, in the fall and uh, winter even, just that, you know, look for him to get involved in the, in the passing game. And that's really not a bad idea, right? I mean, isn't tight ends having a good tight end? You kind of can really change the game. And, and that's a position group that was non-existent for years here yep. in East Carolina. Right. Well, we've done kind of a 180 on strengths on the offensive side. Every year going into it, receiver would be our strength. And we'd be lacking it at running back, lacking it O-line, and tight end there was a time where i would just say it wasn't even hardly worth mentioning because they were putting xavier smith at tight end jeremy lewis at tight end yeah two guys that are now on the defensive side of the ball two defensive starters you're really counting on on that side of the ball having to play tight end just as a necessity just to put somebody out there well now that room is stacked and packed and the offensive line it's showing improvement i think running back is probably the best position group on offense right now which is nice just to be able to have some stability somewhere you know and just have that i don't just have that continuity and the thing about you know wide receivers it's almost like a, a bullpen where like from year to year it can just change so much like you know a guy can come in here in the, in the training camp and just be awesome you know and like you said we just got to keep an eye on who these guys you know who who shows themselves can do it and man we were really spoiled i mean going from Dwayne harris to justin hardy 
to Zay Jones to Zay, and even in between there with Lance Lewis and other guys, like we were super spoiled with very very talented receivers, and uh, we were hoping C.J. Johnson, and still kind of hoping he could be the next NFL guy here at ECU, and and could very well be, but. He's got to put it together on the field. We just don't we don't have that guy right now. And we had that safety blanket in Tyler Sneed that uh that we don't have anymore either. Yeah, absolutely. I really am very excited for a Jos- Josiah Hatfield, who we've already mentioned in this segment. I, I feel like this guy's got a lot of speed and can create a lot of separation. It's a guy that can get down the field, too, and make big plays. We saw it. From, uh, he catch a long ball in the South Carolina game, not from Holt Naylor's, but from Tyler Sneed uh, in that second game of the year last year. So I'm really looking forward to Josiah Hatfield. And like you said, will Taji Hudson make an appearance and make an impact on this offense? I feel like we've heard a lot of good things from the coaches, uh, whether that's Mike Houston or Donnie Kirkpatrick talking about Taji Hudson so yeah. a former quarterback right yeah turned wide receiver so we shall see um yeah and we'll, we'll talk about it more coming up in hour number three of today's show Patrick Mason hanging out inside the Pirate Radio Studios uh we've got probably the most meaningless baseball game ever on TV right now <laughs> Rangers and Royals who's who's the most irrelevant teams in sports today Ooh, in sports, huh? Washington, so, Washington Nationals has to be one. Uh, maybe, but they won a World Series recently. And and that's why I'm reluctant to say Kansas City because they at least went to a World Series in the last, well, it's been they six, won seven it. years now. Yeah, what? Oh, they, they beat the Mets. Yeah, right? they won. Yeah, so. They went to back-to-back ones as well. I, I've always considered them very irrelevant, but that's kind of hard to do when they had that success. You know, someone like like the Pirates or something like they're just they're pretty irrelevant. out of it. Yeah, I mean they're out of it by the Rangers. March. Pretty irrelevant, although they had their share of uh, appearances. And they the just world. signed a bunch of guys, so they're semi trying. They're trying, but I would put them in the almost irrelevant category. I mean, the Cincinnati Reds are pretty irrelevant. Yeah, they're really bad, and they're you know their owner is saying you know where are the fans going to go so. <laughs> You know, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, <like> basically <laughs> like daring fans not to show up right. and pull for uh, and pull for the team. Uh, NFL, are there any the Jets? Yeah, see relevancy because they're if they were not in New York, they would be the most irrelevant team. And they have history. If you have to go a ways back, but yeah, I'm talking about and that that factors in, which is why. I mean, I hate to say it, but. Are the Panthers irrelevant right now? Right now, no. Right now, hell no. How are they relevant? How are they relevant? Yeah. In the past? Now. What are you, wait, what are, wait, are we I doing Abbott and Costello? Wait, <laughs> I thought you asked if they are irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is the, is the current Panthers franchise relevant? Let's right now. Oh, no. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> All right, that's what I said. Okay, no. Irrelevant. <laughs> uh, Panthers are not currently relevant. Who else in the NFL? The Texans? Yeah, the that's Houston, bad. The Houston Texans? They've kind of, yeah. Yeah, they nosedived. Yeah. I mean, like, what are those, some Florida teams, like the Jaguars? Pretty, pretty irrelevant. I mean, they've had, they've had good random runs. It's kind of like, like the Rays can't be irrelevant. I mean, the Rays are good, but... Nobody cares. Right. You know, I almost think this an answer to this question is, you know, when you see Thursday Night Football and you see two teams, you're yeah. like, oh, man, like, I don't want to watch this. Like, yeah. 
those you know who's on, who's on there you know and a lot of times that's like browns and Bengals, but now they're kind of relevant i mean joe burrow and yeah. jamar chase has made cincinnati relevant uh nba chandler our hornets are pretty irrelevant very much so which uh i hate to, to agree but i have to like orlando magic irrelevant did you, did you see the hornets hired the coach that they fired then they fired <laughs> the coach that they hired after they fired this guy yeah see they don't know what, what in the world's going on <laughs> not uh this team was very relevant 22 or so years ago because they were new i was a huge chris weber jason williams vladi divok sacramento kings fan and uh they are super irrelevant these days they were fun to play with on the video game man what a squad that was they were so much fun and and they were playing against old stockton and malone so it was like the new school versus the old school and then of course they'd always lose the lakers and but uh they are completely irrelevant right now does anybody watch hockey enough to know who's irrelevant in hockey i I, don't ask me that question yeah i usually the only hockey i consume uh p mace is when i'm on the uh, hurricanes bandwagon in the postseason yeah that's about it when at it least, comes to at least they're in the postseason, you know, pretty recently for a lot, a lot of years. So, are you a hockey guy? You a hockey guy? Sometimes, <laughs> Blackhawks. Yeah, if they're good mm-hmm. or if they're. And I did watch like a little bit of the Stanley Cup, but I watched one game. I watched the overtime game, and for that one minute and thirteen seconds, it was pretty fun. <laughs> but outside of that, I didn't watch a lot of that. I also didn't watch a lot of the College World Series. Uh, I don't know. It was too fresh. The wound was too fresh for a while, and then by the time I started watching, it was pretty much the end of it. Baseball, I'm the same way. Baseball is just so regional too. So when you yeah. see some of these teams, you're you don't know anyone on it. You're like, eh, you know, the care factor. And baseball is hard for me, whether it's college or pro, to watch a game that my team's not playing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love watching baseball, but it does. You got to have like some sort of star. You got to have some sort of you know attraction to watch this team. Like, football i can turn on any of those crappy thursday games you're talking about any mac game any fun belt whatever and watch it and enjoy it same with college basketball for the most part and and, and same with nba too but for baseball i just i i like the braves i don't really like baseball it's probably just how the game is set up right like you can be excited for something that happens on a thursday night game yeah and not have an interest one way or the other you could jump out of your seat and well that was a huge hit or that was a nice throw it's just like how we, we are with the hornets and nba basketball i don't know the thing about baseball too like you don't know when that next good thing's going to happen you know you could watch for 30 minutes and there'll be no hits hey look everybody likes what they like it's fine if you like it i'm not saying you shouldn't i just i I do roll my eyes when people say there's 45 different things going on every baseball play. And they're all freaking boring. And <laughs> and those things include like stepping off the rubber to look at a guy back to first. Like, okay, well, that's not exciting. I don't care that that's a possibility to happen. It's boring. Yeah. I mean, the thing <laughs> what interests me about baseball is like just the battle. You know, every every pitch is kind of a battle. but And that's I just know. more intensive. But it's a playoffs. boring battle. Yeah, it d- depends. Like, well, you got to have something on the line too. Like, you know, for this game, I think you should <laughs> overcompensate and like every time a guy steps out of the batter's box, be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> great step out! That was awesome." Just, Did you see that? Just go nuts for a pickoff move. Did you see that guy adjust his batting gloves four times? <laughs> that was cool. I see what he's doing there. <laughs> uh, so the constant battle. Well, the Royals just won that battle. They act like they won the World Series. Did they don't Gatorade on somebody? Did you see the celebration? They showed their manager like like a fist pump, like, yeah! 
You like they fired up with something, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, you got a hundred more games to go. Might as well. All right, let's uh, let's take another break. You want to hang out another segment? Yeah, let's do it. We're just kind of rambling here today on Pirate Radio Live, and we'll have more for you when we return after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. I probably should verify this, but I'm going to give a shout-out to Jenny Shelton. Because 12 minutes ago, she tweeted, Congratulations, John Isner. You know who that is? I wish I knew. He's a North Carolina native. He is a tennis player. And I'm assuming that means he won his match in the uh, in Wimbledon, which is going on right now. So we need to add Wimbledon to the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Presented by? Presented by the Buck. The Buck. Novak Djokovic won today. Djokovic! In straight sets. I'm looking for... Isner is one in four sets. For Andy Murray. Over Andy Murray. What a star-studded battle that was. Where's he from in North Carolina? I want to say... Is he an Eastern North Carolina legend? No, I want to say Greensboro. Let me look it up real quick. John Isner, who uh, is a very tall man. I was going to say young man. He's not that young anymore. Uh, He is uh, born in Greensboro, North Carolina. Wow, look at you nailing that. Jenny says uh, he is from Greensboro. She grew up with the Isner brothers. Brother. Brother. He, according to Wikipedia, I said he was a tall gentleman, is 6'10". Good gracious. That is a tall tennis man. Wow. Tall tennis man. Patrick, did you ever think in your lengthy frame to play the beautiful sport of tennis? <laughs> I've played it for fun sometimes, but uh, like me and my dad would play after dinner some nights and hit the what ball. You got a around. tennis court in the backyard? Uh, at the park down by the house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was about to say. Do you live in a mansion? <laughs> oh, did you swim in your Olympic yeah, size pool? Swam in your own pool. Yep, I swam the Olympic size pool. You dunked in your own basketball court <laughs> that you had in your mansion. Well, we played just about every sport growing up. Roller hockey in the park, like a nearby parking lot. and So I got my hands into everything. Man, fun fact, I can't roller skate. Really? I just, I, yeah, I'd go to the parties at uh, Sports World as a kid and just play the video games. Hey, that's not I, bad with the arcades there. Yeah, the played the arcade. So, Another fun Did you fact. give it a shot and just couldn't figure it out? or? or you I didn't said, no. really give it much of an effort, to be yeah. honest. But I, I, the couple times I did put skates on, I just... Uh, can really stand up another fun i can semi roller skate another fun fact from uh jenny uh regarding john isner you might have already said this but he went to wake forest he's a demon deacon that is fun robert and and effect uh robert asking has troy touched him i guess referring to john isner probably not we'll see if troy's touched any famous tennis players coming up thursday john isner wasn't he the guy now i'm correct Uh, me if i'm wrong and also possibly way off 
No, not way off, but possibly mentioned this earlier and I missed it. A Chandler, you mean? Yes. Okay. Did you pull I, I, a me? I, I, I may or may not be pulling a Chandler at the moment. Was okay. he not one half of that epically long yes. tennis match? Yes. Okay. I thought I recognized that name. Let me and see. And I can't uh, remember who he played against, <laughs> but it was like a six hour. No, it was, it was way longer. longer than six hours. It was 11 hours and five minutes. Yes. Oh my what? I watched that. Over three days. Yeah, it took three days for them to declare a winner in that match. Rob Manson's mm. rolling over in his grave <laughs> for that one. Look at this dude. Uh, look how tall he is compared to the other normal size humans and you know what it didn't jog my memory until you mentioned about how tall he was because on tv he looks mammothly tall yeah and i and i remember thinking to myself because i was actually here in the studio watching the the match Mm. and then i went home and watched the match until they stopped it Looks like he's playing a Make-A-Wish kid. It's I another, know. Uh, <laughs> he is really that. That was what jogged my memory. I was like, "Wait a minute! I, I believe that's the same dude that played in that that epically long match, the longest game in Wimbledon history, according yes. to Jenny." Wimbledon. And for people to be athletic at that height is is pretty remarkable. I think they'd be stumbling all over the place. No six, kidding. Ten. We, yeah, like, we assume crazy. Like, is, is he having to reach down to hit the ball? Like ECU brings in a six foot, 10, 11, seven foot guy, and we're like, all right, this is awesome. And like those guys, especially when they're like 17, 18, look like baby deer. Like, I remember, uh, who's our guy? Andre Washington. No, uh, Debo. I'll tell you what, man. Luigi Debo. No, but you, you disrespect Andre Washington way too much. He looked like a baby deer. We gotta, he was a good basketball player. We need to talk about this situation in this baseball game, too. Uh, guy just got hit. I didn't know they did this in Major League Baseball. I thought this was a college rule. He leaned into it? He definitely leaned into it. And the umpire said, no, stay right here. And now the manager is going to come out and talk. Bob Melvin. Oh, Bob Melvin's about to give him one. It's a very painful strike. Um, But what were we talking about? Oh, Andre Washington did what he was supposed to do he was a defensive center i'm not saying i'm not but he looked ridiculous in the post what do you mean bad ridiculously bad he looks just like we just said these 6 10 19 year old 18 19 year olds they just look awkward i disagree who's our guy that we watched play for um another team oh god charles coleman charles coleman is a great example of a guy that just looked awkward the way he just looked lost all the time yeah just ran up and down the court he he just he wasn't used to his big giant man body it happens it happens i'm glad i didn't have to deal with that growing up myself that, that's what really held you back from roller skating. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just being nervous about potentially getting a growth spurt while I'm roller skating. Yeah. <laughs> it was all mental. Feet get too big and you're stuck with When did you forever. hit your growth spurt? Um, I, I think I was still growing probably two years into college. Not like massively, but um, I don't know. I was probably around six one ish by the time I left school and added another three in college. Yeah. We're still so. waiting on our growth spurt, Chandler. It might come. Who? Me and you. Yeah. I'll, I want to say I hit my peak. You think you're done growing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm at, at 24 years old. Yeah, you're, you're you're probably set. Yeah. You're all set. I think I, I I think I got mine in middle of high school, so like sophomore junior year. Can like sleep upside down maybe and stretch out. I remember the growing pains. Oh yeah. God, it's hard to sleep. Your leg hurt. Mm-hmm. But I just thought to myself, I'm just a growing boy. 
<laughs> i'm just a growing oh boy these summer shows are gonna be something else i'm enjoying myself we are, I'm, I'm enjoying the show we're really reaching at this moment all right uh patrick what's going on uh at the reflector you got anything on the horizon um actually tomorrow's paper um it's kind of a little commemorative i guess you'd say um sports front for ecu baseball with some cool photos and stuff like that um so that, that'll be kind of neat um otherwise yeah it's just we're just kind of looking for some some various stories you know different features profiles kind of stuff like that um because yeah it's definitely the time where things slow down a little bit obviously um and so football first up. full season of ec football coming up for you yeah i'm really pumped for that yeah for sure and then there'll be a time what november you'll be kind of double dipping with ec basketball ec football mm-hmm. and the next thing you know we'll be back in the ba- baseball swing i know yeah you have rushed all the way to 2023 <laughs> yeah troy d over here i mean can you imagine <laughs> and really once you get through july it's here because august is is fall camp, fall camp. um for media, us will be day? yeah well they do that kind of mid to late sometimes they well yeah around the first or second week of practice mm-hmm. probably uh probably mid-august but um for us we'll be talking high school football which begins in mid-august so uh that's i mean july is it really it's here in august and i always say august is the best sports month because you got your fantasy drafts you've got the hype of the season coming up and we we don't have to watch our crappy teams lose yeah we can just think about maybe they'll be good this year there's nothing better than watching your team like on the come up you know like that year before they're great you know because everything seems there's no expectations everything's great it's fresh it's awesome and you know when it's finally here it's like oh man <laughs> well you uh you have nothing to look forward to this year i was going to say what for team is that Chicago for sports yeah. no no i mean I bet, I bet the white Sox are probably the most disappointing team in baseball and well i was just referring to the bears and their I mean, them, season coming up them too there's i mean they're going to be a what five win team maybe yeah maybe <laughs> i mean who uh oh we talked about fields yesterday in the quarter but we didn't talk who are the bears receivers this year i mean darnell mooney um, is their their number one? Which is pretty good two lane guy. Yeah, I mean he's fine, and yeah, maybe he can be awesome. But I mean, other than that, it's really really slim. I mean, honestly, it's really bad. <laughs> oh, you guys got Byron Pringle from the uh, Chiefs, <laughs> right? And that's that's what I mean. It's like none of these guys Who say, cares? "Yeah, you're never excited by any of these guys." And All even right. Justin Fields, we need to wonder if he's even good. Let's look at these. Oh, they got Equiminius Equ- 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 Saint Brown. Uh, and Mooney, who you mentioned. Dante Pettis. I thought he was going to be good. That's the Boise State guy, right? Yeah, I, I think so. For years and years ago. Tajay Sharp, right. who uh, played for the of, Titans. Yeah. Collection of guys. Who are these guys? Okay. I mean, it, it's going to be bad. Uh, and a tight end. Cole Komet, is he worth drafting in fantasy? Uh, I don't I mean, maybe just a little safety valve. I mean, they, they don't have receivers. And the, you know, the offensive line is in shambles, too, so... He might just be a good dump off before he gets killed kind of option. What a bad team. It is. That is, uh, that's not good. No. All right. So there's Bears football. <laughs> uh, we do, uh, I guess I'm going to, I might bring back the, uh, the Friday football fan preview where we talk to a fan of each and every team and preview their teams. Is there a fan of 30 teams? Um, I can't find a Jags fan usually. I feel like I did find a Niners fan. There are some teams that I do struggle finding a fan, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I've got I got people. Yeah, everyone's got a football team. You know? Either like 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 Corey Glore has been my Bears guy over the last few years. Nice, I can. You have that honor now. 
<laughs> um, I just missed him, right? By yeah, yeah. So. Um, and also just like people that I've interacted with on Twitter or whatever, if I don't know anybody personally. so Some nice Texas fans, I'm sure, can... Uh, <laughs> I got yeah. one Houston Texans fan, Jake, uh, that goes to trivia, is a random Texans fan. So uh, he's my guy Have there. you ever had him on the show to talk Texans football? Yeah, he's... Talk, uh, talk about a rough team to be a fan of. Terrible right interview. Uh, and a terrible team. Yeah. That's, that, that's really not good. Goes hand in hand. Who is their quarterback? Oh, the uh, rookie from last year. Either that or Mills, Kyle Allen. Mills? Davis. Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Yeah. Yep. Or Kyle. I mean, actually, he wasn't bad. Remember? He, no. He yeah. wasn't terrible. No. no. But that's. Uh, I mean, who's the receivers <laughs> is the question. All right. Let's look up this uh, Houston Texans depth chart. This is uh welcome to the summer, everybody. <laughs> this is a they still have David Johnson? No. Who's the running backs? No. David Wait. Johnson, what are you talking about? Did they bring him where did David Johnson uh end up? Because he left Let's Yeah, yeah, yeah. They is he, is he still there? No. From Arizona? No, he's not there. No, I was gonna say there's no way. Oh, <laughs> now I'm looking wait. up that now you're going somewhere oh, else. Uh David Johnson. He on might the be just a free free agent on the couch yeah he's nowhere man i loved him i thought he was gonna be on my fantasy team for the rest of my life mm-hmm. um you have pothead laramie laramie tonsil oh they got john mechie from alabama wow brandon cooks is the uh the vulture there taking brandon up with an all eye. the catches that's right philip dorsett nico collins is a cool name can't say that i know him uh yeah i do know philip dorsett they have marlon Mack, and we've talked about uh we talked about him last week Boy, do the Bears and uh, Texans meet up this year? I, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> that they, would be they might meet up on the draft board at one and two. <laughs> uh, Texans going to be a long year for them. And so. That's the worst part. It's just knowing you're going to go into the winter and you know watching football and your team's terrible. The great thing is, though, if you choose to participate, you have pools, you have gambling, you have fantasy, you have a lot of other things you can do while your team stinks. That's right. why. I think that's why I love fantasy football so much because I I realize that I don't just have to suffer through a Washington season. I can yeah I can lose in fantasy too. And can, and like we said, like that's a sport where you can just turn on a game and, and yeah, watch it. Absolutely, uh, especially when your team stinks and they never get primetime games. You yeah. you get rid of yours at one o'clock on Sunday. Then the rest of the weekend's awesome. You get to watch real teams play. A lot of red zone channel this year. Heck yeah! Looking forward to uh, some NFL red zone. All right, Patrick. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, you gonna try to make it a trivia tonight? Yeah, I'm gonna try. I think it'd be fun. Make an effort, and yeah. uh, and we'll see how you do. It'd be fun to uh, to get you out there tonight <laughs> at AJ Murphy's eight o'clock. Come on out. We'll be having a good time tonight, and uh, each and every Wednesday night. Patrick, uh, we are off next week, so we'll shoot you a text uh, in a couple weeks. See if we can get you back home. Yeah, we'll get a goof off again. Yeah, we, let's we, do it. We'll, we'll struggle through July. And the next thing you know, we'll be talking about ECU football. I know. I know. It, it is going to come before we know it. Like We'll be all over it. August uh, August is going to be great uh, as far as content purposes. July, a lot of nonsense. Uh, Glenn is really excited about bringing back Pirate Radio Survivor, where uh, we enter names into a random... Uh, just like a random random gen- generator and it plays an entire game of survivor okay and we've done that in the past are you a survivor fan have you ever watched the show yeah i mean a little bit i know okay. what it's about 
uh but we want to we want to we didn't we haven't done it in like the last two years two years we might have like plants and torches and like <laughs> really do it up in here and really get it popping in fact our past winners we've done it twice are jeff comfer former east carolina ad and steven igo from hoist the colors our past uh our past winners wow and the president the greatness. first year i think comfer won the first uh ever survivor first, or first season yeah what did he say when he won <laughs> uh thank you for allowing me to win uh, it was actually it was comfort we did that was a swerve Com- yeah it was a, i believe it was comfort it was need kyle from lagrange to call in and, uh, <laughs> all right uh we say a lot of stuff patrick has no idea what we're talking about <laughs> we're just trying to ingrain you in ecu athletics just gotta soak got it here. in yeah all right thanks patrick we'll see you man yep see it take a time out come back steven i go hoist the colors i go by the way said the Mariners are irrelevant, despite... But now they've got some talent. I feel like they have a pretty strong local fan base that goes to games there. As far as making the playoffs, they are the most irrelevant because they have the longest drought. But I don't know. They're somewhat... They got cool uniforms. They got a lot going for them. I'll I guess that. repping the Mariners, though. Yeah. Repping the shirt. Cool colors. So, All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Talking wide receivers and more when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, the big dog, Glenn Griffin, Chan Man, and Stephen Igo. We are watching the Dwayne Harris ECU highlight tape from many moons <laughs> Stat ago. to consider, Stephen Igo. <laughs> this is Dwayne the... Harris had no punt return I touchdowns. Know. Well, there hasn't been a punt return touchdown since Travis Williams in 2004, despite Dwayne Harris becoming... He was like close at least five times. Every return he had was awesome. This like he never crazy. gets tackled by the first guy. It's just he's always slipping out of a tackle or like eluding somebody. He had the strongest balance and of like power and vision and elusiveness of any ECU ball carrier. Chandler, you were watching this yesterday. You also pulled up his NFL highlights, and he had a uh, a ton of good returns. He made the a as killing well. off of returns yeah. in the NFL. Uh, Especially took, the one that was right there by the goal line where he picked yeah. it up and yeah, took off the running. Denver Broncos. Yep. I remember it vividly. Oh, that was against the Broncos. Yeah. Sorry, I go. He also, he <laughs> took, Monday Night Football, yeah. and at the end, John Gruden, man, he's like, that dude in here is good, man. I love that kid. But I was, uh, hard news, as it man. happened, I wasn't even mad just because it was. Oh, it he was took one to the house against Washington, yeah. and I was mad. Um, what did John, where did uh, where did you guys get, or where did Dwayne go to college, man? 
Oh, man. He went to East Carolina, man. In Greenville, North Carolina, man. Sub dogs, man. They're the number one bar in America, man. Three-time champ, man. You uh, send any emails? What? No, man. I don't do that no more, man. Okay. Strictly text, man. <laughs> Strictly text. All right. Uh, Dwayne continuing to elude people as we talk wide receivers today. Let's welcome in officially, though, our guest, uh, man of the hour, Steven Igo. I go, I go, I go, I go, he's the one you know, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, he's the boomer's bro. Chandler go. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. I'm sitting right here, bro. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. This song continues to grow. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. Can we just get back to the show? I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Hi, this is Mike Arashko. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Dave Doran lost to Coach Mo. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Ho, ho, ho! Yeah, we're clearly running low on an idea. Oh, dude, me and Clip were like the thinker, the statue, like today, trying to figure out what we were going to say next. Let's uh, just go, ho, ho, ho. We've got some, but we want to make them funny, or at least kind of funny. We've already got an idea for next week, so stay tuned. He takes a beating right here. I forgot, what, I forgot what we got for next week. All right, um, Shirley, let's keep the drops coming. Let's uh, let's introduce today's topic on our position previews. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm holding. What's your favorite position? Wide. Receiver. That's cool with me. It's not my favorite, but I'll do it for you. Talking wide receivers, and Steven, for the first time this position preview season, uh, I actually have a, a lot of questions and concerns. Even I was actually hoping that we would come in and you would give your projected wide receiver depth chart and see how it stacks up. All right, fine. You want it? You got First it. First off, I want you to name all the uh, transfer receivers coming in. Isaiah Winstead. He is one of three. Jalen Johnson. Two of three. And then there is, of course, Barkevion. Elijah Wan. <laughs> Junior. Who is the third? <laughs> Derek Garner from Duke. Uh, I knew it. I knew that. I knew that. I was going to say that. That was uh, one of the best catches he made, by the way. Dwayne one-handed over. Still didn't get tackled by anybody. He just fell down. Like, the guy is just insane, man. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about 
upcoming receivers. I just want to talk about Dwayne Harris. Let's do it. Fine. How long is this highlight video, by the way? It sounds like, like you're nine minutes. taking over the show today. You're I'm, a little role reversal here. Yeah. I, I mean, you are coming off a, a fresh edition of the Hoist the Colors podcast, which right. dropped earlier You're damn today. right you are. Have you listened to it yet? Not yet. We've been on the it's show. Fresh. Uh, it's fresh. You were fresh. supposed to put it inside <laughs> your earbuds so you could listen to both at the same nah, time. man. I'm professional. He is a professional. Now, I want to start today with the upcoming guys, Igo. That's fine. I'm going to have Isaiah Winstead. Winstead. That just bothers me because Peyton Winstead. Just call him Zay. Zay Winstead. That bothers me because of Zay. <laughs> Zay Stead. Can we get him a new name? Um... So I'll, I'm going to have him. What do you, okay, after I say a name, you tell me if you think they could indeed be a starter. Isaiah Winstead. Indeed. Okay. Uh, Josiah Hatfield. Indeed. Mm. How many am I naming? I mean... Four or three? Are we going projected lineup or am I just saying a possible starter? You said depth charts. Or how many receiver positions are there? Uh, I mean... X, Y, Z. Three, yeah. I mean, I've got another one for an uh, answer. You want to tag team this? Yeah. All right, let me tag you in. All right. Taji Hudson. No. I wish, but no. I mean, potentially, but I oh. don't think he'll start. Oh. I mean, if uh, see, here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. Uh, Jordan Harris, Justin Hardy. Go back to Lance Um. So, I've heard that C.J. Johnson's been working in the slot some. So, you could be looking at a... Uh, Receiving combination of Isaiah Zay Winstead, C.J. Johnson, and Jarrett Garner or Jalen Johnson on the other side. Gar- so, what's see- the Duke guy's name again? Jarrett Garner. Jarrett Garner. Gardner or Gardner? Jarrett Gardner. 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 So, no D. Like Garner, North Carolina, the city. Thank you. Thank you. Jarrett with two R's and one T. So, gar- no, it's not. It, uh, it, it, I think it is. Jesus. Well, first it's of all, one R and two T's or two R's and one C. I'm pretty sure it's Jarrett one T. Oh, oh, Gardner. I thought you meant and guard. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's two gar- R's. Nerds. <laughs> the T is silent. <laughs> uh, by the way, he and Winstead are not on the roster, but, but they're here. They're here. The roster just hasn't been updated with all the incoming guys. 10-4. 10-4. So, CJ was going to be my wild card to put in the starting lineup. Uh, but hearing you say, so they like, uh, you like Gardner too. Who likes Gardner? You or them? <laughs> Wait, are you saying Gardner or Garner? Garner. Garner. Yeah. <laughs> Garner, uh, everybody likes Garner. Okay. Everybody Dude, likes people Garner. People like him. He just had some injury issues there. I mean, 6'3", he can run. You know, here's the deal. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> Just tell us. You don't have to set it up. All right. Nobody knows. Like, I mean, at this point, it's wide open. Now, I strongly believe Isaiah Winstead will start somewhere. Um, Why did he leave? Just is he like moving up? Or yeah, so he started at Norfolk State, and then he went to Toledo, and now he's going to ECU. Okay. So he just he graduated, and he wanted a to put himself in the best position possible to make the NFL. So. Now, Clip asked me this question a while ago. He says, what else do you know besides that? What do you know about Isaiah Winstead? I could not answer that question. Can you? <laughs> uh, he's, Yeah, he looks, I mean, he looks absolutely the part. He's 6'3", 215, and I saw him at the spring game, and I thought he was a defensive end recruit, and they were like, no, that's Isaiah Winstead. I'm like, okay, well, uh, 
he's pretty big uh he's motivated he told me he worked out on his own when he came on his official visit and you know that speaks highly i think of his motivation level because he really wants to make it to the next he's trying to make it to the league yeah and um you know he's produced like you look at potential proven commodities this, like an Aaron Jordan. Like, like an Aaron Jordan. Like who had uh, how many catches before he got here? Was it no, one? It was never about catches. It was about his blocking. Okay, all right. He was but proven anyway. as a blocker. But so this guy has actual numbers. Yes. Isaiah Winstead as a proven commodity, his floor is a number two receiver. Like wow. he has had like 600 yards pretty much every season. If you average out over the, you know, I think he led Toledo in 2020 with like 470 yards, but that was in like four games because of COVID. So, like, his yards per catch, he's a big play guy. He's produced every single year of his college career. So, like, he's a proven commodity if he's on the field. But the feeling is he's never been in a really good offense or a really good quarterback situation. So, he thinks he can be a number one guy. He feels like he can be as well. Um, Garner, a little bit less of a proven commodity. I mean, he's made plays, but he has never done it consistently. But he's got talent. Again, he had an injury, uh, knee injury early in his career that kind of slowed him down. Um and then when you look at Jalen Johnson, I mean, Georgia, he actually played a good amount at Georgia. Played a lot on special teams, played a lot at receiver, but, I mean, it's Georgia. Like, they're just stacked. And they had, like, three or four NFL receivers, and he was in the two deep. So, to me, all three of those guys have a chance to contribute. But, you know, we talk about all the time with transfers, like having the chance and then actually coming in and, and proving you can do it and buying into the offense, getting the chemistry down are two different things. So, we hit on a lot of – well, you – Hit on a lot of newcomers there. Well yes. done. A great job on this segment. How about I like homegrown talent, Igo? Let's talk about those guys. Um I'm gonna ask a question about all these guys. One question to you. Will my guy Andre Pegis have a catch this year? Yes, he will have a catch. Dang, that's now what, my only question what I What makes ask. him your guy? Like, uh because like he's tall. Clip falls in love with these 6'3". Like a Terrell Green? 200-pound receivers. Which, <laughs> Terrell which, Green was my guy. Technically speaking, like all the transfers are that way, too. So Right. Yeah, it's you just said uh, Winstead 6'3", right? Yep. And so, you know, the thing I do like most about this receiving corp is they have the option to move guys in and out. Like, Josiah Hatfield could play in or out. Kerry King has played in or out. C.J. Johnson could play in or out. Like, so, you, you know, you can move Ryan Jones to slot. You can yeah. move Shane Calhoun to slot. So, you could split Ryan Jones outside. I mean, there's just so many different combinations. I don't know how it's going to look come September 3rd, and I think that's something they'll probably try and keep quiet because if you're NC State and you have all these new receivers to prepare for, potential of C.J. Johnson, the tight ends, the backs, like there are a lot of different things ECU can do personnel-wise in terms of how they actually line up versus – hey, they just have two tight ends on the field or they have a tight end on the field, but where are they going to line up? Uh, a couple other guys I go, I want floors and ceilings for Taji Hudson and the macho man himself, Tyler Savage. Floor For so, for the 2022 season. I mean, floors, they're, they're just backups like they were last year. Okay, ceiling. Ceiling? Tyler Savage is another guy who could play in or out. He actually spent the uh, spring playing some slot, hybrid tight end role. I mean, he could develop into a kind of a third down guy. I think be a, a steady option to move the chains. Uh, he's got good size, 
So I, I don't I don't exactly know how they envision using him or how they want to use him this fall. So I would say the the ceiling is higher for Tajie Hudson because of his athleticism and leaping ability, and he'll probably play outside. But I could see Savage kind of becoming a safety net underneath bigger targets. All right, more catches in 2022, Kerry King or Macy O'Donnell? I mean, that's a very good question because Macy O is more of the steady – reliable he's going to make the underneath tyler sneed plays carrie king's more the explosive guy so i'm gonna go maceo we're talking about all these guys like these last four guys i mentioned though where are they in your opinion I mean, on the depth chart yeah that's the unknown yeah right now. i mean they could yeah. start or they could be top backups like it could if, be a situation like two years ago with the running backs where mike houston was like whoever has the best week in practice will start I mean, that's and that's how you have to approach it because who outside of CJ Johnson, who is working his way back from a suspension, probably going to, I would imagine, open preseason camp not as a starter. Right. You know, who who has the trust of Holt Naylor's and the coaching staff right now? Right. In that room. Like, if you're going to go into the game day on September 3rd, like, who's your number one guy? You don't know. In theory, yeah, it could be Winstead, it could be CJ Johnson. But until the guy actually proves it in a game, or until then, the only sample size we know is practice. So it really is going to come down to practice. Like, that's a lame answer, but right. that really, what else can you base it on? People uh, were excited about the Patterson from Marshall when he came in. Where is he at right now? He is He's not going to play this year. He's academics. Uh, so he's out. So he's still on the team, but yeah, he's, he can't play this year. Okay. Well, that's my understanding. where he'll be. How about Young Cop? T Cop Jr. Is he uh what special teams? Is he getting on the field uh, he, receiver? There's a couple walk on receivers like him and Josh Murphy and um another guy. Well, I guess Kerry King was a walk on. He was placed on scholarship that I think could contribute. Like Josh Murphy to me was very impressive in the spring. Um but Cop, I think he's worked some in the slot again. Another guy who's kind of moved all over and knows the offense, but I, I could see him contribute on special teams and as a backup. All right, and uh, they cloned Tyler Sneed and added a few inches and renamed him Brock Spalding. Yeah. He is what, a true freshman? He is a true frosh. Uh, so he probably, what, red shirts? I would think so, but he was another guy that, to me, in the spring game, like some receivers, especially the inside guys, like you either have it or you don't. Like you can develop, sure. Like, he needs to get stronger. But, like, they threw him the ball five times. He called it. He looked fluid, making the catch, cutting up field, making some guys miss. Like, he just looks like a natural slot receiver to me. And so, yeah, I mean, you can say, oh, well, he's not the fastest or the biggest kid. Maybe this guy has, you know, player X has higher upside. But to me, if, like, he's ready and he knows the offense, I'm fine throwing him out there. If he, if he, if he can prove he can handle it, because I, I think he's going to catch the ball and he's going to – I think he's going to do his job. Looking at the numbers from last year, you're uh, you're losing Tyler Sneed and Audio Matosho. That is 107 catches for over 1,300 yards and seven touchdowns. So that's quite a bit right there. Your next leading receiver is your tight end, Ryan Jones, 37, 442, five touchdowns. Um, we didn't talk about this last week with the running backs, but uh, do we see an uptick, you think, in catches from Keaton Mitchell? Rajay had... 24 last year mitchell had 22 for the pirates uh is that you know what do you think that number looks like this season 
Um, this is a good another good question uh, because you start to look at this offense and you're like, in theory, yeah, we want to get them the ball more, but there's a lot of weapons. And you got the tight ends, you got the running backs, you got all these receivers. So, like, how do you how do you best divvy it up? You yeah. know, do you go into a game and you say, we want to get Keaton three catches, we want to get Rajay three catches? Like, I, I I don't know if you go in thinking that or if it just happens naturally, but I do think. You know, I thought last year Keaton, when he caught the ball, was extremely explosive, but he had some drops too, so I feel like that's a part of his game he can continue to evolve in. Rajay, I think, had some really good catches. He had some, you know, especially in the red zone, I think he made a few catches where he either got a touchdown or got big first downs. They weren't like explosive plays, but they were crucial plays. And um, and so that that's something I think they can continue to build on as both those guys obviously are still growing as blockers too. Uh, also losing 19 returns from a year ago with Tyler Snead. 12 punt returns, uh, 17 kick returns. Uh, we've talked running backs and receivers so yeah, far. Is this the receiver preview or the special teams preview? Wow. I'm just this. But now we're going for receivers, running backs. We're going, uh, we're going tight ends too. By the way, is tight ends included in the receivers preview? Have we talked about tight ends? We talked special teams and running backs, so might as well. <laughs> Tyler Sneed. You You're going to ask who the return candidates are? That, that's not That's not totally what I was going to ask. You're going to ask, is a receiver going to be a potential Now receiver? you see what I'm going to ask, because we lost the guy that was a receiver doing those things. Is a receiver or a running back, since we have talked about that, and we're not talking special teams, this and we're not damn sure... Teams. We're damn sure not going to let you say a cornerback's name Malik here. Fleming. No, no we're not going to let no. you do that. Because we're not there yet. We're not even close to there Malik yet. Malik Fleming no. is going to be the pump returner, probably. Well, don't say that, don't though. Say that, hey, dude. don't listen. You're to asking that. the question. We're not talking special teams, okay? Answer, okay, answer my question. Will a running back or receiver take up some of those returns, be the pump returner or the kick returner this year for ECU? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's all I got for you, Yes. All right, we'll end it with that. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We're talking receivers. And only We're receivers. talking wide receivers. Sure, let's go ahead and uh, open up the booty bag here, too. Bump it. Bump it. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Hey. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Hey. God, I really want to talk about Tegan Wilk. But we can't. No. We're not going to. No. Save it for July, early August. All right, Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about lunch for two at tiebreakers? Lunch for two at the breaker? Okay. Okay. Say less. How do you spell okay? Okay. A E. According to Wes. Okay. Steven, how'd you like? Are you smarter than Wes? Oh, I I really enjoyed that, by the way. I uh, (laughs) couldn't stop laughing. Congrats on your (laughs) big. Yeah, man. I'm still living on cloud nine. I am living the dream. I honestly thought. I thought you would roll, man. I was surprised it took overtime. Were you taking it easy on him? Nah. Ronnie said it's he... It's about ratings, and I knew I had to like go tit for tat right. with Wes. Ronnie had it said he had to quit watching because he was watching it at work and was laughing so loud he had to stop and save it for later. All right, Shirley, what call are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller 10. Caller 10, 317-1250. We're back with more after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank, located on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Tracy Allen of Greenville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Cliff. All right, we're talking wide receivers with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. Clip Rock, uh, the big dog, Glenn Griffin here, <laughs> Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man. All right, Igo, let's talk about the past. And my all-time favorite is Dwayne Harris, and it should be everybody's, but it's not, and that's okay. That's fine. Who's your all-time favorite EC receiver? It's it's the same. It's Dwayne Harris. I mean, he. Uh, we've talked about it before. Not only, I think both of our favorite football players is Dwayne Harris as far as ECU just all because time every position special teams yep. receiver quarterback run of the, like he did everything and he was uh, we were talking about with the highlights earlier you know there were blocking highlights where he was just leveling dudes there were highlights of him breaking tackles there were highlights of him running by guys I mean he was just a machine they didn't show the 2007 Virginia Tech game when uh, Rob Cass was suspended I believe he, there was a lot of Place where he ran out of the wildcat. He did some wildcat. Yeah, that was his first yeah. ever game, too. Yeah, because that was uh, the Brett Clay game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Brett Clay started. Oof. Pick six to Macho, Macho Harris. Harris. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, uh, Chandler, favorite receiver, Dwayne. Dwayne Harris. And Big Dog. Dwayne Harris. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like know. anybody that watched but him let's play. Let's talk about, I guess, most underrated. All right, well, that's the yeah. next category. Okay, all right. Most underrated. There's a lot. I couldn't die. First person I think of, and I feel like he was just here for one year, Cam Worthy. Okay. Cam Worthy is a really good pick. Cam Worthy and Lance Lewis are like in that category. Like that Virginia Tech game in 2014, Cam Worthy went off. He had a monster season. Like one season. Was that the only year he was in an ECU uniform? He was a a walk-on Juco. In his first year, he was more special teams. And then he, I think that year he, I think he had a thousand yard receipt or receiving season. But I feel like every time Shane Carden threw the ball down the field to him, that there was a chance that he was going to catch that football. He said for most underrated, Cam Worthy beat Virginia Tech in Blacksburg by himself. He did. Let me look up uh, those official it was numbers. Like five catches for two hundred thirty something yards or something crazy. All of them were like forty plus yards down the field. It seemed like. Well, that, this because they just played. They blitzed the house and played single coverage with a with a high safety, and finally they you know it was Lincoln 14. versus Bud Foster. They finally figured out how to beat him. Basically, just throw deep balls and one make on one, one plays. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, let's see. Shane Carden ran into the end zone late. Uh, Cam six for two twenty four. Good gracious, no touchdowns. Six. Yeah, they're all like forty yard catches, like you said. Yeah. Dang, Bryce Williams had a touchdown though. He did, and then he forgot to get on the field <laughs> yeah. for the extra point. That's right. 
Bryce Williams famously touchdown, and ECU had 10 men on the extra point against the best special teams in the country. Which we did not know about until he told us about it and then made us watch the game. That was a nice little nugget. Yeah. yeah. So Worthy had 19 catches for 295 yards in 2013 and then 55 for 1,016, wow. averaging 19 yards per catch. I would wow. say very underrated Yeah, to have a 1,000-yard season. Um, Andre Allison, to me, super underrated. You know, he was another Juco kid, Skip Holtz. Eric, he was like one of the first dynamic playmakers under the Holtz regime. Big time. And kind of led the way to the winning ways of East Carolina football, bringing back the winning ways I after named, the Thompson era. A name that I saw today when I was making the wide receivers graphic, uh, Davon Grayson. Yeah, was name that's that a good up. call. Very good call. I mean, he was here. He made an immediate impact in 2013. I remember that Old Dominion game, mm-hmm. the game that we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Taylor Heineke putting up, what, 300 yards and three touchdowns. Davon Grayson kind of burst onto the scene in that game. He had three touchdowns, I want to say, his first two college games, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Zay Jones was the known. But we had Justin Hardy at that time, right? Yes. Hardy yes. and Jones yeah. Hardy. together, right? So yeah. we knew Zay Jones because of his father, Robert. Davon kind of snuck in and played as a true freshman. He was a true freshman, right? Right. Yeah, in that uh, and had a couple TVs. ODU game. I think he had three and Zay had one. And that was the Taylor Heineke game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sticking with us here? Yeah. You paying attention? I was, I'm getting texts from a Mariners fan who's texting me about Julio Rodriguez hitting a bomb. So I was checking. Why are y'all fighting everybody? No, it's the Angels' fault, man. Don't get me started on I'm that, because I would take I'm at not. least the rest of the show to explain what happened. We're not going to get sidetracked. Uh, any other underrated guys? Glenn, I go. Bodie, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, good possession uh, guy. Yeah. Jamar Bryant's a guy that was like, could have been good, but was mm-hmm. not. I wanted to put him underrated, but like I think he was overrated when he came. Like we had, yeah. Did he come from Georgia or something? He was recruited by Georgia. There was some SEC school involved where either he was going to go there. I don't know. Yeah, he, he, was, uh, he was Georgia military. And I think he had committed to, to Georgia, Georgia. To the Bulldogs. School. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he's underrated, but maybe a little. He's, I don't know. I think he's, yeah, like forgotten about. He was better than people remember. He's definitely forgotten about because I, I forgot about him uh, until I saw those Dwayne What about Harris a friend of the program, Philip Henry? He was, I mean, for what he was, he just, yeah, he, for as small as he was, perfect uh, walk on, walk on life, yeah. Like I tell you what, I don't know if they win that Carolina game without him. He had some big plays late in the game, last drive, yeah. So uh, I love PH. Where do we put? Um, it would maybe too uh, too recently removed from them, but like Blake Pro and Sneed, I feel like will be underrated as time goes on have we talked about lance lewis yes yeah uh, lance lewis to me is <laughs> good question he's underrated definitely underrated yeah. all right next category uh is a uh, play involving an ecu receiver uh, how about here's a sneaky one uh tj lee block yeah punt. i was about to yeah. say it's yeah. the, the tj lee block punt. but that's almost uh yeah. unfair we'll save um, that for the special teams preview Dwayne Harris has pretty much every Dwayne Harris play could be mentioned. Uh, Lance Lewis mossing Stefan Gilmore in Charlotte. I've got that on that graphic. Andre Allison, season opener, 50-yard touchdown from James Pinckney, diving into the end zone. 
Andre Allison mossing the dude for NC State, running into the end zone and giving the wolf That's pack the one. That's the one. That's to the, the one. Uh, NC State fans. Actually, I don't think he dove in the Duke game. He did the flip in the West Virginia game and got flagged. Yeah. What's the cat that pulled out the... Uh, Larry Shannon yeah. pulling Let, out the let's towel. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yes. Legendary moment. Good stuff. Uh, Justin Hardy had some nasty catches against UConn uh, in the corner of the end zone. Um, one-handed catches. Yeah, anytime Justin went one-handed, uh, it was a special moment. So, uh, good stuff there. I feel like yeah, there was like a classic Justin Hardy catch that... Matt Redman uh, wants us to talk about Keith Stokes. Yeah, I mean, that's another Juco guy, right? Wasn't he Juco? I don't recall. I think he was, but... He was another guy that was just an absolute beast on special teams and in the slot. Catching runs and uh, CFL punt returns. Hero. So uh, a lot of Stokes love from Matt on Facebook Live. All right, and finally, uh, receiver performances against East Carolina. Let me run off uh, some of these. Chris Penn, his name came up with the Gus Verrott thing. Uh, <laughs> Everybody remembers he, that. Didn't Southern game. Miss have like an unreal – guy that was like pro level i remember jamie collins on their defense he was just oh, he was awesome uh collins says alshon jeffrey with south carolina yeah. um southern miss uh, alex said deandre brown southern miss but he does have a oh, question okay yeah on. he was the five-star kid uh trav says jacoby myers 13 catches 163 yards against dcu there was a dude uh, for Tulane who like had three catches. Maybe even Mooney in that 2018 game. Ryan Grant went to Tulane. Russell that? on yeah. Twitter, I saw him mention James Cleveland with Houston yeah. uh, in that championship game in Greenville. This was his stats. If I could pull it up. 19 receptions, 241 yards, oh, and three stupid. touchdowns. That shouldn't even count. And they lost. That's not even fair. Oh, man, love this name, Robert. Uh, Isaac Bruce from Memphis said he saw him play several times. Awesome wide receiver. Yes, he was. I remember... uh, I didn't know Isaac Bruce played for Memphis. I don't remember the numbers they put up. Uh, Mike could Google it up, but I remember UCF coming to town to play East Carolina, and Mike Walker was their big-time receiver who turned into Mike Sims Walker, Mm -hmm. and Brandon Marshall was their number two. I don't know the games they had that day, but I remember in the pregame, everybody was focused on Mike Walker and Brandon Marshall. It wasn't an afterthought, but he was not the number yeah. one, and I found that interesting. I remember that, too, because I just because I remember, I think EC won the game. That, maybe that was a Travis Simmons pick game or he had a long return, but either way, and Israel was their quarterback, UCF. Uh-huh. But I just remember Brandon Marshall, I think, scored late in the game, and thinking like that dude looks like a beast this Damn, doesn't count does. but kenny says shane carden catching the bowl game he was a quarterback but my underrated receiver in ecu football history cam worthy threw that football oh wow a <laughs> oh. walk off <laughs> well we are discussing who a, is the best quarterback that was performances or, right who's the best wide receiver that threw passes who was the best quarterback of the watch? Dwayne Harris. It's Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah. Hardy was Hardy threw a couple good. Goals. Say was pretty good. How about this, Igo? Tyler, Sneed was good. Yeah, Sneed was a beast. So I got the numbers from ECU. I mean, that gun to Hatfield last year. Oh, my God. Legit. South Carolina game. Dime. Nasty. Uh, let's, let's wrap it up here. A box score from ECU and UCF 2005. Let's do it. 
Stephen Moffitt was the quarterback for UCF. Stephen Moffitt. 10 for 25. Had 10 completions. <laughs> Mike Walker, 7 for 110, two touchdowns. Brandon Marshall, 3 for 71. That was all their catches okay. for the whole game. Uh, they did have Kevin Smith uh, run for 91 yards <clears throat> and some other guy run for 113 yards. Hey, Skip, what's going on with the defense? Uh, James Pinkney, 270, three interceptions. Oh, dear. Uh, the Pirates were led on the ground that day by Brandon Fractious. <laughs> 10 carries, 107 yards, two scores. Dominic Lindsay had 73 yards. Chris Johnson, 56 yards. Zach Baker, one carry, 44 yards. Little fake pun, pun action. Zach make, uh, Baker, the playmaker. Uh, Bobby Good, one carry, negative 10 yards. So was that the Casey Ross pick six game? Do you have a score in summary? ECU lost this game 30 oh, okay. to 20. So it, w- it was a game. Ross, I think I think they won the game. He had a pick six. Uh, but man, love these names. Jarek Hewitt had a catch. East Carolina <laughs> cornerback. That's weird. He started, I think, as a receiver and then moved to corner. Uh, Andre Allison, six for 90. Phillip Henry, six for 79. Underrated, folks. Bobby Good, Joan Crowell, Brian Howard, Sean Levesque tight end yeah sean Harmon. He, he was an offensive lineman wasn't he i think he started as a tight end oh, okay one Harmon. catch eight yards i uh, love looking at some old names here so robert lee who had the kicking duties and ryan <laughs> daughtery the uh the great punter had the punting duties that day i feel like we've gone this entire segment without talking really about justin hardy and zay jones like, yeah i just saw a play from our friend chad moore from the Carolina, uh, Carolina game, the black uniforms in Chapel Hill game. Hardy block? Where the Hardy block. Yes, oh, sir. Yeah. Laid his yes. ass Laid out. him out, yeah. brother. We talk a lot about Dwayne's blocking. Yeah. But, Justin I mean, it, was a beast. It, yeah. It, 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 through the wide receiver U era, mm-hmm. all those guys could do all phases of you the are, game. You're very right, Igo, but like they they kind of class themselves right. out of this discussion. And Dwayne did too, but he's far removed now, so we have to remind new people about Dwayne, but like 10 years from now we'll talk more about hardy and uh yeah and say they were just i mean just the great. fact that they back-to-back broke the all-time receptions <laughs> and we didn't even mention them <laughs> like oh yeah they're just the top two receiving leaders in fbs history i think it's no because deal. of it's with more with zay than justin is the lack of winning i agree yeah, yeah. now yeah. justin won he won quite a bit yeah I, it's like i said it's more with zay it was just because his last Dustin's year career. was stained just by Scotty Moe. Yeah. Because did Zay have – and I'll yeah. go, I know you need to leave. We can hit the music, Shirley. All good. What were Zay's memorable plays? Memorable games, South Carolina. Yeah, uh, he had games where he had tons of catches. He had an awesome touchdown against UNC in the 70-point. Like diving. Oh yeah, yeah, he had an awesome touchdown catch, catch in the rain against Virginia Tech in 2015. Yeah, diving one handed James catch. Summers game. So we're 14 and 15 right now, yeah. but that last season was basically the Zay Jones. It was just let's throw the ball uh, to Zay and get him the record. Show. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, he was kind of hurt by what you said, Glenn, just a lack of winning there because the they played Navy in the game. He broke the record and yep. like <laughs> he broke it in the first quarter and then the. I think they, it was like fourteen to seven, and then Navy ended up winning sixty six to Smokesville. thirty one or something. Yeah. Kenny's uh, favorite catch from a pirate: Troy D's catch at the Super Regional. 
and his comment was loved by the Pirate Radio Facebook account. So I'm assuming that's Troy Cross <laughs> behind that that Facebook account. Troy, come on. Man. Uh, all right, I go. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, no show next week, so don't show up here. I'll be in San Diego. So, oh, what are you doing? Okay, there? going to the zoo. We will be going to the zoo. Padres game? Celebrating anniversary with the wife. And uh, we're going to Mariners Padres July 4th. Awesome. That's nice. Happy 4th of July. Thanks. A little July 4th day baseball? Day baseball. 340 oh. uh, local time in, in San Diego. To make up for not being here next week, two weeks from today, I go, tight ends and O-line. <laughs> Double down. We got a lot to pay ready. You know what that means? You got to add two more songs to my intro, or two more lines. Two more lines to the IGO intro. Tight ends and O-line. We are doing it big when we return in July. By the end, the whole entire segment is going to be the song. That's what we're hoping for. (laughs) Two of the most single word. We're going to be coming off like a terrible loss in football. And we're going to have that song playing for like eight minutes. (laughs) And people are going to be so mad. And it's going to be fun. Tight ends and offensive line, two of the most improved position groups on the team. Hey. Chandler, another walk-off. Chandler's had multiple walk-offs in one segment, and yet he still was sitting in his chair. How long do you think we can talk here with the music playing and Igo won't get up and leave? I was shocked. Going to six o'clock. I'm shocked just, he hasn't got up yet. This is longer than my intro song. <laughs> All right, we're back after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a mixed day for the stock market today. The day was up Two points at three thousand or thirty-one thousand twenty-nine. The Nasdaq was down three points, however, at eleven thousand one hundred seventy-seven, and the S and P dropped just two points. Closed out the day at three thousand eight hundred eighteen. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial uh, report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, some names we haven't mentioned today as far as our receiver discussion. Paul says most underrated, Clayton Driver. Young Clip Rock used to uh, go out in the yard, pull the sweatpants all the way up above the kneecap. Clayton Driver had like some of the, if I recall, the shortest... Uh, football pants no man right? uh paul oh this is a good name too oh all right chandler you're a young man do you know who the rocket is the receiver the rocket mm. rocket his name was rocket rahib ismail rocket he played for the panthers before your time uh but was great with notre dame he had a little brother named quadri ismail that played for syracuse uh-huh whose nickname was the missile oh wow and paul says the missile quadri ismail best receiver he saw live against east carolina uh james says larry shannon most underrated larry shannon bomb first play of the west virginia game in 95 for his play and best receiver he saw live against dcu 
one of my all-time favorites, Santana Moss. Ooh. Was that in 99 in Raleigh? Uh, might have been, or it could have been one of those other games where Miami actually won. Right era, though. Yeah, same era. Error. Er. Uh, Mike says, Lance Lewis, most underrated, favorite play. 99, Gerard de Stokes, touchdown pass to beat Miami. I was there, dude. Uh, Charles says, best receiver he saw against DCU. This is a pretty good one. The playmaker, Michael Irvin uh charles going back to he says anytime henry williams touched the ball was his favorite wide receiver play i forgot who did michael irvin play with surely miami it's oh miami all about, about the, the U. U. I it's duh. all about the U. okay that, i just had a ding dong moment for that a was second. uh that was during like the the real U day yeah, the beginning of the U the days. very real U days oh was un- that during the era of the catholics versus the convicts yeah, yeah. okay really? camo shorts yeah. pulling up to the facility the fatigues yeah uh billy most underrated a guy's name who did not come up today trayvon brown hmm. Hmm. that's a good one hmm. played not bad. just like uh a davon grayson made an immediate impact just like as a, a as a freshman just like a justin hardy if you will as a zay jones if you will and it took trayvon brown all of 30 seconds to get involved in his ecu career Me catching and my dad a bomb from shane card, shane card. In the Carolina and, dead, dead, and your dad. They put up 70 points. And me, me and my dad used to call him. Kurt Benkert. Me, me and my dad used to call him downtown Trayvon Brown. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that, Chandler. That just Downtown Trayvon Brown. Billy Biggs play. Larry Shannon from Dan the Man Gonzalez. 96 versus Stint. Touchdown, State. And best receiver, he also says, San Tanamos. I love Redskin Santana. legend. Love Santana with Washington. All right, uh, ooh, Matt is throwing some slander, some shade at Trayvon Brown, I believe. Best routes I've ever seen jogged. Matt, come on. This isn't roast hour. This is celebration hour. Come on, Matt. Anybody down. Come on, Matt. Come on, Matt. We're not talking about did our you least read, favorite uh, receiver. Matt. Did you read our Maryland friend Scott's uh, comment a while ago tory smith with maryland in the military bowl in 2018. oh yeah that's a good one there oh here's a good one from jay sterling sharp older brother of shannon sharp uh for south cac in the late 80s that would have been cool to see sterling sharp play before his green bay packers days uh that playing cat is for the game still un- in re- unreal shape which one well shannon is i know shannon yeah yeah i saw him uh Not sterling i guess um contact troy d saw him with his shirt off recently and shannon still got it shannon is yoke brother he is rocked up and him ready to and go. uh he's a rocked up guy him and skip he's a pretty rock, he's skip, pretty rocked up skip, guy. come on skip skip <laughs> uh matt says and just like that i was canceled <laughs> matt sorry <laughs> happens to the best of us man all right uh let's get our final break in we'll come back we'll wrap up today's edition of pirate radio live after these words
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. I know, Shirley, duh. I was ready. He knew. He was ready. Was ready he talk. was definitely ready. I'm ready right now. He I'm was acting like he wasn't ready just because he was waiting for me to yell Shirley, at him. Exactly. Shirley, let me, exactly. let me, Shirley, let me break this news to you. He wasn't ready. <laughs> he wasn't ready. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back with you Thursday, 3 o'clock. Pirate Radio Live will continue our opponent previews. Talk South Florida football with Jim Lauk, play-by-play voice of the Bulls. Also, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, going to join us. We will take an early look at the ACC and the Big 12. We'll talk about those conferences and college football coming up on Thursday. Troy D. will be here. Rich Shea, president of Major League Eating, going to join us as well to talk about the Coney Island 4th of July hot dog eating contest. So, big show on tap for Thursday. We'll talk to you then. For the crew here at Pirate Radio, I'm Clip Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.